with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, crmw.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Here we go, off and running, on this 10th day of October, 2023. I said 2023, okay? Still perplexed over yesterday. But it's a live program, and so you're going to have that kind of thing from time to time, I believe. No, I don't believe. I'm certain. Um... So, day two of wishing there was something else to talk about. You know what? Yesterday was day one of wishing there was something else to talk about, but we talked about it anyway. And I think it was beneficial. And so let me just say right off the bat, because I'm not very good at being an egomaniac or anything, really proud of the work we do here. I'm really proud of the conversations we have. I'm proud of the fearlessness of them. And y'all are the biggest part of that. So, a little golf clap for y'all, okay? Um, of course, yeah, this is the horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the Merry Wacky Zany Real-Time Madcap Multimedia Extravaganza that is the Horn Chat Room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round. And whatever time it happens to be when you're listening to the podcast, if you're listening to the podcast, of course, please uh, hit the like button with every single episode and... Subscribe, tell your friends and neighbors, because that helps us keep all of this going. And it costs nothing. Nothing here costs anything. Everything's free. I think we're rather unique in that regard. But that having been said, uh, if you, and, and please leave a comment, uh, and that having been said, if you would like to, uh, up, uh, if you would like to, uh, you know, 
enhance your listening experience, your participation experience, uh, and you're listening live, well, pop by the chat room. It's headon.live slash chat room. And you'll be greeted by the early arrivers. That's Anatole and Ralphs and Squeaky and Theo, capably moderated by Horn Chief Agronomist, Chief Mathematician, and Bud Trimmer Emeritus, Roger in Oregon. Hey, everybody. Uh, glad to see you here this evening. It is Titanic Tuesday on the Horn, of course. And hi, I'm Robin. Did I do the hi, I'm Robin yet? I said, well, I, I'm Robin. And uh, we will be talking about the thing. It, it, you know, the thing. But every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. So consequently, we say thank you to the folks who are subscribers on the 10th day of the month. And that means thank you to Daniel jumping in. Thank you to our pal Joe up Chicago way. Thank you both uh, for stepping in today. Uh, that means we uh, we actually reduced the fundraising goal to 1065. Uh, no, Anatole, I am not bobbing. Not in the least. No. Uh, that dude is long gone, mercifully, because it's all he ever wanted to do was disappear. Um, but, uh, yeah, 1065. So 1065, you know, uh, what, what, that's the year before the Battle of Hastings when uh, Bill the Bastard across the channel is thinking, you know, I want to go over there and just seize the whole damned island. Norman's like that, you know. But 1065, that means that we are um, $165 from being fully funded for last Thursday and unfunded for Friday, yesterday, and today. So any bite we can take out of that will be great and really, really helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, like I said, Titanic Tuesday. Oh, and again, the ongoing program note. Uh, my daughter-in-law uh, went to the doctor today, got checked out, checked on how she's doing and how little little Luna's doing. And uh, mother and baby are fine. And so Annette and I are sitting around here at the mansion just kind of... Wait a minute. Drumming our fingers, you know, waiting for the balloon to go up. And, of course, we don't know when the balloon's going to go up. But when it does, we will be on the road to Tennistan. I'll try not to miss too much time, the air time. Uh, if Luna decides to be a really, really good girl and show up on a weekend, then um, maybe I won't miss any airtime at all. But if I'm not here, check social media, check Twitter, check my Facebook page, um, check Instagram. And I will have put up a, uh, I will have put up a note. By the way, because this was a thing that happened, you know, those little turds on the Internet, those little scammers, 
those pathetic little shit birds, uh, those freaks uh, from various parts of the planet. I don't. I don't have. I don't have a. Po- I don't have a popular Instagram page. I'm not an influencer. I've never invited anybody uh, to go to the fire festival and eat a cheese sandwich on Wonder Bread. But somebody decided I was cute enough to scam my picture and create a scam account. And I mention this not because it's not like I'm proud of it or anything, um, but uh, well, what 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 happened is my Instagram account is actually um, R-O-B-Y-N for all of us. F-O-R-A-L-L-O-F-U-S. Robin, for all of us. And I got a notification earlier from a friend of mine, a couple of friends of mine, really, who said, you've been scammed and sent me a picture and it's my picture of so, and and this is how subtle they get it's robyn underscore kincaid right um and there's a uh, Fake me is sending out messages like, Hello, how have you been doing? And I hope life is treating you better. Um, But it's Robin underscore dot Kincaid. See? Because when people look at it, they go, Oh, that's Robin. But you have to note the underscore dot Kincaid. And so, if 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 you see if you should happen if you're if, if we're connected on face uh, Instagram and you see a request from Robin underscore Kincaid, and you don't notice that little dot, hint, it ain't me. That's some scammer in Azerbaijan or Albania or Macedonia or China. And, yeah, not me. And uh, trying to think of what I would like to have happen to those scammers without being completely disgusting on air, but it does. It, it involves uh, stakes and wet leather straps and, uh, you know, maybe Death Valley and a jar of honey, of honey and some fire ants, strate- the, the honey strategically placed, of course, and, uh, well, yeah, there we are. Yeah, you can use your, your imagination for the rest of it. Steve, Battle of Hastings. I understand it's not Rome, but it's in the same area code. I can't with you people. Yeah, that's right, Steve. I just you people do. Live with it. 
uh, oh my god, F Troop, really? Obligatory F Troop reference. It's, it is Balloon. Um, you, wow. I, yeah, th- those jokes don't play quite as well anymore, <laughs> do they, Lee? I, I'm not, is, is F Troop running on MeTV or anything? I mean, yesterday was Indigenous Peoples Day, for God's sakes, and I didn't even mention it, and shame on me. But we could talk about something else, Flavio says in the subject line of his note. Of course, it's rather dismaying found the right word, mot juste. This one conflict of the hundreds, if not thousands, going on Earth gets all the oxygen. Seriously, there are other things going on on this Earth. Also, somebody should do a mashup of the latest TV coverage where epithets, animals, savages, barbarians, dogs are applied to the Palestinian untermenschen. Yet those people have zero humanity. Where have we seen that before? Well, you're going exactly where I was headed. And by the way, Ralphs has uh, a $25 challenge for Donnie's possible reason for keeping the secret documents. And uh, uh, Ralphs sent me a link. I don't know if I can open it, but I can try. Paywall. A tantalizing detail in the in a new Trump legal filing. Uh, Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can raise that in a. Another way. Learn to type, Roxanne. The Washington Post, uh, with analysis by Aaron Blake, notes that uh, Jack Smith's team says they've got they've got a way of proving why Nitwit Nero wanted to take and keep classified documents. This happened yesterday while arguing against the motion by Trump's lawyers to delay the May 20th trial. Special counsel Jack Smith's lawyers assured they're ready to go and that such a delay isn't necessary. They also said they're ready to prove something significant that, to this point, has remained shrouded and the subject of much speculation why Trump allegedly took and kept the documents. That the classified materials at issue in this case were taken from the White House and retained at Mar-a-Lago is not in dispute. 
What is in dispute is how that occurred, why it occurred, what Trump knew, and what Trump intended in retaining them. All issues that the government will prove at trial primarily with unclassified evidence. They don't necessarily have to prove intent or, mo- or, 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 or the why or wherefore. But uh, no, the Washington Post analysis says it would be helpful to know why. And so this is tantalizing. It is indeed. It's a big tease. Um, and of course, we're not we're not told exactly what the information is. At least I don't see it upon a an early scan or or a quick scan. But if they can prove it, they will prove it. Hey, Jeff. Jeff, thank you very kindly. Uh, great to hear from you. Uh, this may be this may be a first time. Have, have we talked in the past, Jeff? Uh, Jeff just answered Ralph's challenge, which gets us down to a thousand bucks because Jeff kicked in a little further. A lot further. Thank you, Jeff. So that's Matt, and um, we're now $100 from having last Thursday. Fully funded. But to... uh, That was nice. Brother Deacon Asa popped into the chat room for a minute. Hey, Asa. Now, Flavio, Flavio... Strikes a chord with his note this afternoon, and it does go and it goes back to something I said. Uh, we don't we don't we don't talk about a lot of the global conflicts out there, and somewhere on this planet, somebody is at war almost all the time. But only one area, only one, has an entire holy book about it. And only one nation is fetishized by a weird, bizarre cult of a brown-skinned, itinerant, uh, brown-skinned Palestinian day laborer and itinerant, semi-literate rabbi who wore a dress every day of their life. That would be Christians. For those who are wondering, after me talking about on this topic for 20 years, almost. Only one. And uh, I, I wish I wish I could get through, and, and I can't. Because, see, I was dipped by the heel in this crap for a significant portion of my life. I am, as I tell others, a recovering Southern Baptist. And I will always be in recovery. I'll never be completely cured of having been subjected to Southern Baptistism early in my life. 
but I can at least deal deal with it and work through it. And here's the thing. The Christians who so vociferously support Israel, no matter what Israel does, Israel right or wrong, Israel uber alles, the Christians who do that don't do that because they love Israel or because they love the Jews. In fact, they rather, these, these, these evangelical Christians, they like millions of Christians before them for the last 1,700 years or so, despise Jewish people, loathe them, hate them. And in fact, it is Christian hands who have foisted most of the misery upon Jewish people that they have dealt with for 1700, the last 1700 years. Granted, years before that, it was Assyrians and Babylonians and Persians and oh, Philistines. By the way, we get the word Palestine from Philistine in case you're wondering how long this has been a... A, a, a thorn in everybody's side. But the last 1,700 years have seen anti-Jewish violence almost exclusively promulgated by followers of the brown-skinned Palestinian day laborer and semi-literate rabbi, itinerant rabbi who wore a dress every day of their life. And it really ramps up It really kicks in uh, within the last, oh, 300 years or so when a movement begins based on a really fucked up reading of the New Testament in which people decide, in, 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 you know, people, people decided that A, uh, the aforementioned Palestinian day laborer really is coming back one of these days. Uh, Saul of Tarsus, a guy who may have actually had, assuming all this is real, a guy who may have actually had a hand in the murder of the Palestinian day laborer and semi-literate itinerant rabbi who wore a dress every day of their life, eventually he feels bad about it, or at least sees a marketing opportunity, goes on the lam, and and he himself, uh, like Yeshua, was Jewish, but, and here's the difference, Saul of Tarsus was also an enrolled citizen of the Roman Empire. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? And in this case, it is the Roman Empire. Because by mm, 30-ish of the Common Era, any notions of the actual Republic had been subsumed under the Emperor cult uh, with, uh, well, let's see, uh, uh, Tiberius, I think, according to the Gospel account. Tiberius, 
was the uh, emperor at the time. Oh, good God, Asa. Philistines, Robin, largest open-air foreskin prison. Who says? They might have they been... They might have been head-lopping, too. But the one thing that... I'd say 99.9% of Jewish people don't understand is that Christians who fetishize Jewish people and since 1948 the Israeli state do so because of some doggerel in the New Testament about how when Jebus comes back, every Jew on earth is going to have to bow down and worship him and acknowledge him as Messiah. Because, see, Christians really get a, get in a high dudgeon because they claim that uh, Jews refused to acknowledge him as Messiah when he was here the first time. And payback is hell. So these self-same Christians also acknowledge that when that day comes, you know, they say when, not if, and Jebus says, y'all ought to go, y'all got to all bow to me now. Says right, says so right there in that book that I didn't have a damn thing to do with writing. Come on now, get down there, bow, grovel. Yeah, rub your noses in the dirt real good. Uh-huh. See, yeah. Yeah, we could have saved we could we we could have saved all this if y'all would have just done it right the first time two thousand years ago, but no. But these Christians do acknowledge that there will be some Jews who won't do it, who will just stand there and say, nope, 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 he doesn't meet the criteria, he ain't the Messiah, he wasn't the first time, he ain't He ain't now. And that's where, the that's the part that the Christians really like. Because then, according to the, 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 these New Testament prophecies of unknown provenance. That's when Jebus gets to look at all of his followers and say, gig them. Gig them like frogs. Run them through. Haul them up the yard arm. Make them walk the plank. Kill them real good. In my name. Yay. Anyone who thinks I'm exaggerating... And most of the most of this community is not, because you know me. You know when I'm being serious. I'm being quite serious here. Growing up in the Southern Baptist Church, and it was not it wasn't any much it wasn't any different than the Methodists or the uh, the Apostolics or uh, the, the 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 Presbyterians or the Lutherans. Nor, no. And God knows not out amongst the Pentecostals. You got two separate, you know, 
the Jews are God's chosen people. And then on the other hand, and 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 when they deny him again, we're going to kill the shit out of them, and we're going to love it, and it's going to be so cool, and there'll be dinner on the ground. It actually sounds like a late 19th century lynching when you get right down to it, which is not surprising, seeing as how I learned all this stuff in Alabama. <laughs> Go on now, grovel. Emilio says, Jesus sounds weirdly like a church lady, Karen. How convenient. Where do you think church lady Karen's come from, Emilio? But well played, yes. So that's the backdrop to all of this, uh, this, this, this mewling and puking going on in this country right now. All the pearl clutching, all the hand wringing is because a bunch of Christians want things to get in order in Israel so Jesus will come down from the clouds and make them, make them grovel and rub their noses in the dirt and, 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 uh, and then kill a bunch of them. Because the... Christian impulse is at ground level a proselytic urge to kill the unbelievers. All of us. Not just the Jews. But Jewish people generally don't understand that, and it's kind of transactional because the, 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 the paranoia that obtains in Israel says we'll take help from anybody who's willing to help us. And they will, because you're back in the early part of this, this century, a vast human being by the name of John Hagee was instrumental in creating an outfit called Queefy. Citizens United for Israel. And 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 ostensibly it, it and it, and they gave, raised a lot of money and they Gave it to organizations in Israel. I don't even know if Queefy is still an, uh, a going concern. Um, I think John Hagee's more or less retired now, but you know he's famous for, uh, and and he was. He's he's vast. Uh, he he became non-motive. He was so vast. And he would be on stage and he would say, If a man will not work, so let him not eat. Starve! Which is, curiously, if you've ever actually bothered to learn the teachings of Yeshua, the brown-skinned Palestinian day laborer and semi-literate itinerant rabbi who wore a dress every day of their wife, life, there was no wife, Exactly the opposite of everything that they taught. The absent, you know, the loaves and the fishes shtick, 
some of you know that story. Yeah, he didn't go around. He didn't. He didn't tell the disciples. Now go around, see if anybody put in eight hours today. Anybody put in eight hours today? We give them the we we give them the miracle bread and the miracle fish. But if nobody, anybody that didn't starve, no, he fed everybody because they were out in the middle of nowhere. There wasn't any food. There wasn't any water. So he gives them some bread and some salt cured fish because that's great when you're thirsty. Exactly, Stephen, New York, Hagee the Hut. And, and 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 all of this is because they've got an urge, and I mean it's bone deep in these evangelical Christians, to murder Jews. John Hagee went so far at one point, I think it was John Hagee, it might have been some other God-bothering evangelical, went so far as to say that Adolf Hitler was a divine instrument of the Almighty. Because by virtue of murdering six million Jews, and you know, people like me, we don't get mentioned. We don't count. We were first, but we don't count. You know, you 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 you, you murder that you murder the uh, gender nonconformists and the homosexuals first, and German society sits there and goes, oh, "This makes somewhat of sense. They make us uncomfortable. They are not orderly." And you burn the books and the papers of the sex research and the medical research and all the documentation of how people get better when they get to transition. And you have great big Nazi rallies and you have great big heaping fires. And it's all books from the world's first institute for sex research. And the Nazis march around looking all Nazi and stuff. Yeah. And once society is used to seeing a tiny group of people that they really didn't much like in the first place, getting abused, murdered, maimed, tortured, tormented, uh, then you move on to the next group. Oh, look, those people over there, they do not walk around so very good. Oh, look, that person was born without part of their arm. It would be a better Germany if they were not here, would it not? Ja, ja, und yummy. And so, off they go. Those people, Vista Wagons, and the tents, and the colorful scarves, and they play the violin so well, and they dance. They don't look German to me. Do they look German to you? Nope. Off with them. Huh. The Jews. And you get a holocaust out of it. Uh, yes, Steve. Uh, is this what millennialism is? It's weird because I just never learned any of this. Is that possibly because we RCCers are all part of the problem because we all worship the whore of Babylon? I, I don't think it's so much that, Steve, as it is a matter of the book of Revelation is not in the Vulgate Bible, so you missed out on all that pale horse bullshit. And nobody does the behold a pale horse stick like the late, great John Cash did. Oh, my heavenly days. It was good. Very good. There's some... And, and see, uh, John of Patmos, who is not St. John, 
there were multiple Johns. There's three books of John besides the Gospel of John. John of Patmos got hold of the brown acid, and he was sitting on the island of Patmos, which back then was not a great place to be. It was kind of rocky and inhospitable because he'd been so obnoxious that nobody wanted to live with him. And so they sent him to a little island to live out the rest of his life, and the hallucinations didn't go away. And unlike me, who dreams very vividly and dreams of things like driving to the beach in Alabama in the rain, uh, it just gets weird. Uh, He dreamed of dragons. And because he was a weirdo and probably a pervert, uh, dreams of whores and how horrible whores are, the whore of Babylon. And, you know, the dragons have seven heads. And it, Modern medicine could have done a lot for John of Patmos. But it's so out there that early on when they were putting together what would later become the Vulgate Bible in Latin, have I gotten to my three Roman strikes yet? They said, no, let's not include that. That's just nutty. Oh, but the Protestant Reformation comes along and say, hey, and, 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 and it's so tied in with human literacy. Because whereas medieval Roman Catholicism was like, no, 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 y'all, y'all don't need to read. We'll do all the reading for you. And anything we want you to know out of the book, we'll put in a stained glass window. And you, it, it'll be like a giant picture book. Huh? There was an absolute flourishing of uh, literacy in the wake of the Protestant Reformation. And you take a bunch of peasant farmers and you teach them to read. And naturally, they become fascinated with the more uh, lurid portions of the Bible. And the Bible itself is more lurid than not. And so they like the parts where God tells the children of Israel to go into a town like, say, maybe Gaza, and kill every man, woman, and child, beast of the field, anything that flies, walks, crawls, or swims, kill them all, except the virgins. And you save the virgins for the big old number six dance that night where the priests of the Lord God get to rape the shit out of them. I'm not making it up. It's in the book. I just describe it in terms that are more easily comprehended because... Well, Elizabethan English can be a bit of a chore. But yeah, it's there. A a literal order of genocide against just about everybody who was ever Israel's neighbor. Yep, God says, kill them all. And rape the virgins. You can almost just fan the the books of the Old Testament and you know, with your eyes closed, put your finger down, and there will be some sort of an atrocity being committed. 
but that's neither here nor there. I mean, if you bother with uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh, you'll also find a lot of heroic tales of people getting the shit slaughtered out of them. It appears that no sooner had human beings figured out sedentary agricultural society than they also figured out, hey, over there, there's some people who have some shit. Let's go murder them, rape their virgins, and steal their grain. And if there's any gold, take that too. Or maybe, this is a pretty nice town, let's just occupy it. I mean, Ashurbanipal... Really? Sargon? Nebuchadnezzar? And we haven't even gotten to the Egyptians. Or the Persians. The Persians are more like they're in living memory because somebody wrote about the Persians beside the Persians, namely the Greeks. And the Greeks, by the way, we hail them as the parents of democracy. But they were actually terrorists. No, really. Uh, Persia had a great big humongous state that stretched from Afghanistan all the way into Europe. And their high king ruled over a series of client kingdoms. And every year, the client king had to offer up, what was it, earth and water or earth and fire to the great king at Susa or wherever he was sitting at the moment. And the Greeks finally said, uh-uh, no, we don't want that. We want your shit. And that's how you wind up with Alexander the Great chasing... Uh, the uh, the Persian Achaemenid uh, across the uh, you know uh, across the, the 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 hot and dusty plains of Mesopotamia. Wow, I really didn't mean to go this far afield, but it's kind of contextual, isn't it? Okay, Matt, well played, Matt in San Francisco. Sargon, take me away. Oh, and he did, by the thousands. Or was that Calgon? Never mind. Well, let's not fight. It can be both. Syrians, Assyrians, uh, uh, Abraham, Ibrahim was said to come from Ur of the Chaldees, so he was probably Chaldean. But like I said, no sooner had they figured out how to plant and harvest crops than they figured out how to steal other people's. There's a lot to be said for hunting and gathering as, as, as a human endeavor. Worth remembering that it's an established fact that hunter-gatherer societies had more leisure time than even we moderns do. There you go. Um... And all of this is just prologue to what's coming. Uh, Cynthia, with a note, nor the Seventh-day Adventists, who were God's chosen people, that's how I brought was brought up, groveling. Not! 
and ads shortly thereafter. And it's all tax-free. Hallelujah. That's tomorrow. But I'm not in control of the timetable. All of this biblical foolishness, unfortunately, continues to poison us to this day. And everything old is new again. And everything has a historic back reference. It, you know, history doesn't repeat, but it damn sure rhymes. Flavio with a note, the dismemberment of the Ottoman Empire. Hi, Robin. Hi, Flavio. Back in 2003, when the U.S. was readying to attack Iran, do you mean Iraq? I mean, both, kind of, but wound up being Iraq. I read a great article in Le Monde Diplomatique, the foreign affairs publication sister to the French daily Le Monde, titled, How the Ottoman Empire Was Dismembered by French Middle East historian uh, Henri Laurent. It detailed all the tractations between Britain, France, and eventually the U.S. in partitioning of the Middle East. It explains a lot. I wish Le Monde Diplo would make the English version free online, but only the French version is made free. I recommend it. It shows how Britain, France, and later the U.S. are the reason the Middle East is is such a shit show. Um, Oh, now, Walter... I can mute it too, darling. But uh, sometimes if it's particularly good, like Sargon, take me away, you get the full ring. I bet. Ha! Well, aren't you adorable, Walter? Long time. Theo says, fighting back with a great one-liner. In Richard Rhodes' brilliant history, The Making of the Atomic Bomb, a young Jewish physics student found himself being harangued by a tiresome Gentile with bigoted tropes. He replied in mock indignation, when your ancestors were still living in trees, my ancestors were already forging checks. I love that. I ruined it all by stumbling over it. When your ancestors were still living in trees, my ancestors were already forging checks. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to correct it, Flavio. Yeah, Iraq. It's an easy mistake to make. So anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah. Everything old is new again.
So, it's all not just uh, the biblical foolishness. No. There are some echoes from a newer time. Barely even a hundred years ago. The spasm that struck the United States when the First World War broke out. And it was a spasm. We get, uh, in terms of Supreme Court jurisprudence, we get some of the most important First Amendment work out of the Supreme Court as a result of the fervor to suppress free speech that occurred in uh, with uh, that war. Among other things, Eugene V. Debs winds up in prison as a result of it. Uh, pacifist practitioners of religions wind up in prison, bloodied and tortured for their refusal to participate in that monumental contest of capitalism. Uh, the United States Postal Service, then still a branch of the uh, a full branch of the United States government, uh, the Postmaster General, having having been a member of the actual President's cabinet, well, the Postmaster General had the uh, vast power of suppressing free speech by uh, taking away mailing privileges. And so you get things like uh, Eugene V. Debs' case. You get Oliver Wendell Holmes, Jr. coming up with the clear and present danger standard. The debate continues for a time, and you get a series of correspondence between Judge Learned Hand on the federal bench the first indigenous American to occupy the federal bench, who was a brilliant man, and Oliver Wendell Holmes, Jr. If I recall correctly, it was Learned Hand who came up with the whole idea of the marketplace of ideas, saying that the remedy to bad speech is not to suppress the bad speech, but to have more speech opposing it. Learned Hand had no idea that the Internet was coming. Well, I don't know that we've ever talked about this clown, but here he is, representing Max Miller of Ahia, the Buckeye State. He is, I hope it would come as uh, no surprise. A maggot. And he really, really loves America. In his own 
in his own way. So one of the first things that you have to do when you're in the middle of a and an, a frenzied outbreak over a war in an otherwise nondescript place is attack anyone who isn't on board with the narrative. And so, Democratic Michigan Representative Rashida Tlaib posted a picture of her next to the Palestinian flag she displays outside her office in D.C. That was last January at the beginning of the new term. Back then, she said, Palestinians may be banned from flying their flag under an apartheid government, but we can still proudly do it at my office. I'm proud to be a Palestinian American, and I want the Palestinian people to know that not all Americans support apartheid. No one can erase our existence. All of which is perfectly acceptable free speech in this country. Remember, and that was January of 2023, scant two years before, supporters of Donald Trump had marched through the capital of the United States displaying that rag that we refer to here as the devil's diaper. the Confederate battle flag. And you are hard-pressed to find a maggot who will, crit- who will criticize or say it was un-American to do that. Heritage, not hate. Remember that their warm-up for their January 6th domestic terror attack on the Capitol happened in 2017, (laughs) excuse me, 2017 in Charlottesville, Virginia, when a bunch of fascists rallied around a statute of a, of of a, of a, of a sick old uh, southern aristocrat who married money and the money he married happened to be partially invested in human beings who had been enslaved and was said to lay on the occasional whipping. I'm talking, of course, about Robert E. Lee. In 2017, with their tiki torches and their polo shirts and their khaki pants, they marched in Charlottesville, chanting, Jews will not replace us. And Donald J. Trump, in turn, declared that they were very fine people. I think we understand January 6th better. This is an aside. We understand January 6th better if we understand that it was, in fact, a warm-up for what would happen on January the 6th, 2021.
They did all that with their Confederate flags. Nonetheless, uh, Michael Herzog, who is the Israeli ambassador to the United States, condemned Rashida Tlaib for daring to speak up in defense of the people from whom she is descended who live in a place that is still occupied. Michael Herzog, the Israeli ambassador to the United States, said, How much more blood needs to be spilled for you to overcome your prejudice and unequivocally condemn Hamas, a U.S.-designated terror organization? Hundreds of innocent Israeli civilians massacred in cold blood on a holy day. Babies kidnapped from their mother's arms and taken to Gaza. An 85-year-old woman in a wheelchair and a Holocaust survivor taken hostage. Is that not enough, Tlaib? Not Representative Tlaib. Not Rashida. Just Tlaib. She must be another one of those animals the Israelis are talking about so much. Now, if we were serious, Ambassador Herzog would have been called on the carpet by the Secretary of State and told, You will show respect to members of the United States House of Representatives and the Senate, the Congress in its entirety, or you can leave. You are an ambassador. You are a diplomat. You should know better than what you just did. Oh, and by the way, what Rashida Tlaib wrote Again, was Palestinians, and tell me if you hear the word Hamas in here anywhere. Palestinians may be banned from flying their flag under an apartheid government, but we can still proudly do it at my office. I'm proud to be a Palestinian American, and I want the Palestinian people to know that not all Americans support apartheid. No one can erase our existence. At no point in time does the word Hamas appear in her statement. And the other thing that Ambassador Michael Herzog didn't note is that Hamas has its own flag. And it is not the Palestinian flag. But that doesn't matter, because there is propaganda to be catapulted. Uh, Corey Bush a representative, a Democratic representative from Missouri, 
Saturday said that, and I'm trying to figure out how this is anti-Israeli. You tell me. Our immediate focus must be saving lives. But our ultimate focus must be on a just and lasting peace that ensures safety for everyone in the region. Violations of human rights do not justify more violations of human rights. And a military response will only exacerbate the suffering of Palestinians and Israelis alike. As part of achieving a just and lasting peace, we must do our part to stop this violence and trauma by ending U.S. government support for Israeli military occupation and apartheid. Rashida Tlaib, on Sunday, said, Peace comes with lifting the blockade, ending the occupation, and dismantling the apartheid system that creates the suffocating, dehumanizing conditions that can lead to resistance. The failure to recognize the violent reality of living under siege, occupation, and apartheid makes no one safer. We cannot ignore the humanity in each other. As long as our country provides billions in unconditional funding to support the apartheid government, this heartbreaking cycle of violence will continue. So, Richie Torres of New York... Uh, responded he's a Democrat and said USAID to Israel is and should be unconditional and never more so than in this moment of critical need Congress must act decisively to provide Israel with whatever it needs to defend itself in the face of unprecedented terrorism Because you cannot tolerate counter-speech. In times like this, now can you? So that leads us to a maggot, the one I mentioned earlier, named Max Miller, who is offended that there's a flag outside and again, it's not the Hamas flag. But there's a flag outside Rashida Tlaib's door. Or Tlaib, as Michael Herzog, the Israeli ambassador to the U.S., refers to that oath-sworn member of Congress. Max Miller uh, went on shitter and took a shit. And said, the halls of Congress belong to America. They should be reserved for flags that embody our great nation. The Palestinian flag should not have a place here. That's why I sponsored a appropriations amendment to end this here Salinas. The whole thing began with a uh, propaganda post from someone named Reese Gorman citing a story in the bird, birdcage liner, the Washington Examiner. 
You know what else is present in the picture? Properly displayed, the flag of the United States of America, next to it, the flag of the state of Michigan, her nameplate, and ceremonially displayed, the Palestinian flag. On Congresswoman Rashida's door, uh, Rashida Tlaib's door, is a placard. UAW, stand up, saving the American dream. You know who Max Miller probably hates as much as he hates Palestinians? American union workers? Why, of course. Absolutely. None of the funds made available by this act may be used to acquire or display any flag or pennant other than the flag of the new 90 states, the flag or pennant of any state or territory or possession of the new 90 states, or the POWMIA flag. Guess who else is going to take up in this? Can you think of any other flags that other members of Congress might be displaying? History doesn't repeat, but it damn sure rhymes. Uh Uh-huh. There are several members of Congress, Democrats, who also display the pride flag, the trans pride flag, or the progress pride flag, which incorporates, to a certain extent, both the rainbow pride flag and the trans pride flag. And those are, and, and, and guess what's been going on for months and months and months in places like Florida? And yes, even here in West Virginia. An attempt to erase the presence of any pride flag in public structures. Remember, trans people are already banned from using public facilities that align with their gender identity in Florida. And similar efforts are underway in other states. Good point, Stephen, New York. Subject line, Tlaib! Mr. Herzog is also a guest in this country. wonder what would happen if someone referred to, you know, someone who was a guest in this country referred to, uh, well, never mind. Nothing would happen to them. That's it. Precisely nothing. Just like nothing is going to happen to Michael Herzog. But he can talk to an elected member of the House of Representatives that way because, well, According to his government, she's an animal. Khakis. I'm at the most unflattering pant cut on earth. Figures they would choose that for a uniform. <laughs> I know. I'm glad you noticed. 
I'm not the fashion ma- uh, I'm not the men's fashion maven I once was, Matt. Cynthia, in the Bay Area, our aid to Ukraine isn't unconditional. Hell, I don't think our military aid to any country should be unconditional. How about this condition as a starter? Our aid should not be used against us. Remember the USS Liberty? I do. And I strongly doubt that that was an accident at all. I still think it was deliberate. Interesting side note. Glad you brought that up, Cynthia. Because, uh, you know, we have a great big old nuclear aircraft carrier bobbing around out in the Mediterranean. And four Arleigh Burke class cruisers, or uh, destroyers, rather. Got to get my naval nomenclature right. There might be some lurking little maggot out there, and they get terribly upset if you say the wrong word. And I would hate, I would hate for any of those American vessels to get USS Liberty. Although it's not outside the realm of possibility, you know, fog of war and all of that. But today, in a briefing at the White House, a spokesman made abundantly clear. He said, the USS Gerald Ford and the four destroyers are not off the Israeli coast because of Hamas. They are off the Israeli coast as a deterrent to anybody else that might decide they want to come and play. Which was, without saying names, a clear statement of, uh, y'all stay out of this now, to Lebanon and Hezbollah, to Syria, you know, Russia's client state, uh, to Iraq, which doesn't much like us anymore, I wonder why. Uh, and to Iran, of course. Because we're trying to, we are trying to keep this turning, turned into, from turning into, uh, is this a private affair or can anyone join in? So uh, the, uh, uh, the, the stakes have been upped in the Congress of the United States. We're now into flag banning. Pretty sure there are some Republicans in the House, um, maybe some Democrats too, who might be right pissed off to find out they'd have to take down their Israeli flags. depressing by the way and and someone is on the stress line and I'm going there in just a moment yesterday in yesterday's program I talked about the fact that I am somewhat cynical I'm I don't just swallow propaganda whole without running it through my critical thinking filter and I referenced Bush War One 
with those mad, ravenous, Iraqi revolutionary, Republican guards. I said revolutionary yesterday. Republican. Republican. Those mad, wild-eyed, bloodthirsty Republican guardsmen rampaging through Kuwait City, chucking babies out the window of the neonatal intensive care units to the hard ground below, and how that entire line was pure bullshit, but was handy in terms of ginning up a war that George H.W. Bush desperately wanted, even though his Department of State functionary, April Glaspie, had previously said it is the position of the United States not to take a position on Arab-Arab conflicts. But Lord, oh, the American people ate that up. Oh, we got to get that Saddam. He's, his troops is a throwing poor little babies out the winders. Because confirmation bias is a thing. And so, lo and behold, today, there it was. Hamas animals rampaged through the village and beheaded 40 innocent babies in their cradles. Or was it 80? Because, see, that, uh, that, that wasn't available back when Israeli Ambassador Michael Herzog was attacking an oath-sworn member of the Congress of the United States and calling her by her last name as a show of profound disrespect. Because if the 40 beheaded babies story had been in currency at that time, I'm sure it would have gone into his tweet. Don't you think? It seems so to me. I'm not seeing anybody standing up for Hamas. There's nothing to stand up for. But to grieve for the poor put upon Palestinian people trapped in the world's largest open-air concentration camp, Gaza. What is it, 2.3 million people crammed into 140 square miles who have nowhere to run, nowhere to escape, nowhere to flee? whose children have been murdered for taking one step too close to a fence arbitrarily placed, but not them, in their hundreds? The number of Palestinian teenagers who've been wasted by Israeli snipers over the years is probably beyond count. It is literally in the hundreds.
and I tend to think that Rashida Tlaib is probably correct. The cycle of vengeance and revengeance and sir-revengeance and sir-sir-vengeance only leads to more blood. And the only way out of this is to seek a peace. Of course, Ishak Rabin thought that too, and they wasted him. The Palestinians didn't waste him. Any more than the Muslims wasted Mahatma Gandhi. In both instances, it was a wild-eyed radical of, uh, from, from, their, from their own. And on Sunday, Rashida Tlaib mourned both the Palestinian and Israeli lives that were taken, the innocents. And at no point did she defend Hamas on while we're at it. Golly, some some corners of the multimillionaire for-profit media sure do want to get them some war with Iran on. I guess maybe this is me analyzing uh, what the what the media has been like. I mean, I love I love the way that the multimillionaire for-profit media always have the martial uh, the, the the scary martial music ready to go and the Chiron banners war <coughs> in the Middle East. Dum 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 war in the Middle East. We'll be back after these commercials. Yeah, there's something. There, there is something that, that that stirs a sense of objection in being a member of a group that a dominant group wants to erase from the earth. You know, for years from here in the sacrifice zone of Central Appalachia, I have said, and I have never retracted, nor will I. That no small number of people in places like southern West Virginia and eastern Kentucky and northeast Tennessee and southwest Virginia have more in common with Palestinians than they do with uh, their own fellow Americans. And then I had to run out and get all trans and stuff. And find out just exactly how badly no small number of Americans just wish we were dead. So standing up and saying not just no, but hell no. I get it. And I don't think Max Miller of Ahia is going to be able to silence Rashida Tlaib. One last media observation. 
I've had various multimillionaire for-profit media outlets on all day long, just monitoring. And they have done, I, I have to give credit where it is due. They have done a truly fantastic job of getting rapidly to air the people whose family members are victims of Hamas's brutal, merciless attack. The parents of children now held hostage in Gaza whose fates are in the hands of the Israeli government. Grieving mothers and fathers, sons and daughters and siblings, have, have been put forward all day long. Your heart breaks for them shatters into a million tiny pieces for they were innocents they are innocents but you know what's been missing you know what's been missing coverage of any Palestinian people similarly situated Although I wasn't able to monitor all of the broadcasts, there was a reference, I think, on MSNBC to the fact that news outlets that are largely seen uh, in the Arab world have actually had the unmitigated temerity to talk about the hell on earth that is being created for non-combatant Palestinians in Gaza. You might get pretty damned old waiting for that to show up on American media. Yeah, all of those, uh, all of those banners and the, 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 the scary music, Cynthia, in the Bay Area says, War! The most fun video game ever. At least you'd think so from the promos. Sadly, there's no respawns. Like I said, I hate talking about this. And meanwhile, I think the word you, I've mentioned the word Ukraine once in an hour and 23 minutes. Not at all have I mentioned the fact that the author of all of this carnage is sitting in a basement bunker in Moscow or at his dasha and the United States government continues to say time after time after time we have no evidence of any direct involvement by Iran and nonetheless like I said, any minute I expect the, 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 the corpse of zombie John McCain to pop up out of the tomb yelling, bomb, 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 Iran. Because it's just so much easier than doing the hard work of sorting these tormented moments out. 
these tormented transactions. I was messaging with Chris in Germany earlier, and she said, thank God Joe Biden's president of the United States. Sane, sober, deliberate, informed. Because for those of us of a certain age, we know damned well what would have been going on if this was W and his presidency and the real president of the United States, Richard B. Dick Cheney, before he dicks you big time Count Dicula. We'd probably already have missiles flying into some neighborhood in Tehran. But the Biden administration is reacting calmly, compassionately, and sanely. And they're trying not to beat the drums of war. Uh, Cynthia adds, I will note that my local CBS News uh, affiliate KPIX has had local Palestinian Americans and even a great interview from a Jewish man protesting with some local Palestinians. I was pleased with the reports. I hope they keep it up. I hope it becomes somewhat of a trend because there's no entirely right side here and no entirely wrong side unless, you know, well, Hamas. But again, why is Hamas in Gaza? I gotta. I gotta be careful about the shit I whisper into the universe's ear. Been talking about the Arafat rule a lot lately, and what's going on there now is just another demonstration of the efficacy of the Arafat rule. And of course, because he's big and he's butch and he's got a. Uh, he's got to uh, uh, make uh, insane barkings and gruntings. Uh, Psycho baby, uh, you know, referring to Palestinian people as animals, savages. Yeah, Flavio. He hasn't gotten around to untermention yet, but how far can it be? has vowed the complete destruction of Hamas, and I'm trying to figure out how that happens. How many times did the United States, you know, before we finally caught up with uh, with Osama bin Laden, how many times did we kill ISIS's number two, or uh, uh, Al-Qaeda's number two, or ISIS's for that matter? Not a lot of growth potential in that number two in the terrorist organization uh, seat. And even assuming they manage to utterly subjugate and destroy Hamas, well, what comes after? Just asking. Because the, era, uh, the, the law of Arafat suggests that what, you know, what comes after Hamas is going to make Hamas 
look like the Ladies' Aid Society. I don't know. And you know who's going to pay? Poor Palestinian women. Palestinian children. Old Palestinian men. And ultimately, I, I, I think... I, and I feel I feel I feel fairly confident with this assessment. Ultimately, the gang of hardcore right-wing fascists presently running Israel will come to a realization. The lights will go on, and they'll realize that Israel can never be truly secure until every Palestinian is dead. Because, as uh, Colonel Chivington said after this, at the Sand Creek Massacre in Colorado, nits make lice, kill them all. And remember, Israel has nukes. They might have one tiny enough to just clean out all of Gaza, and, well, you know, we're sorry, but it had to be done. Palestinian people, especially in Gaza, are facing an extinction-level event. And most of them aren't Hamas. They're just trapped people who in Gaza wait and wait and wait. Anybody remember note where that movie that, that line's from? What movie? Stephen New York destroying Hamas, raising Gaza. The men, women, and children, non-combatants of Gaza are collateral damages. Animals aren't people, you know. Of course not. And no one expects you to live with rabid animals. The most merciful thing you can do with a rabid animal is put it down. See how it works? I know you do. So we are halfway through the program. Thank you so much to Jeff and to Ralphs for getting us down to only a thousand dollars to go to get caught up. A hundred bucks gets us caught up with last Thursday. Four hundred, if everybody went into just a frenzy and you know, forty people decided, oh, I'm gonna sit we'd be done with last week. So thank you for getting us to the thousand dollar mark. Uh, let's go over to the stress line. I have kept someone on hold because I just wanted to get it all off my chest. Sorry about that. Hey, welcome to the program. 
it's only me, Robin. Only you? Todd, don't ever say that. Oh. Mm. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm very, and I'm, gonna, I'm really not going to keep you because uh, I'm just so proud of you to approach the third rail of American politics. Um, oh, I've, I'm sure I'm pissing people off. I don't know. I don't know how much more I can say that I despise the slaughter of innocents on either side. Hamas was in well, the wrong here. That's not a difficult. That's not difficult for me to say. It was evil and bloody not. and targeting yeah. and, and, and and targeting in and targeting civilian populations is just vile. Mm-hmm. But turning around and doing the same thing, well, you know. What, what you just, you know, uh, just like you've been doing all night, I mean, because, you know, you had, I'm not going to speak for you, but sometimes we, we try to speak about this, but it's just unsavory because people get very upset when you start breaking the subject up because if, if they don't see it through one lens, then they don't want to hear it. And they start labeling you and get up, you know, jump up and down. It's a big problem. And the reason that I'm really, really applauding you, and I hope people listen to this podcast of your 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 your, your history lesson, because this is this is what it's like. And I, I mean, when as I was listening to you, as I was on hold, I actually wrote some things. They're in no particular order, but they are key terms, okay, that maybe we need to all think about. I like what you said about the flag. That's very important because, see, people, that's another form of the ignorance. You know, Hamas doesn't have a flag. You see, there's Palestinians. Well, no, uh, let no, 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 let's be there. clear. Hamas does have a flag. And it is oh, not. Oh, they do have a flag. And, well, it, and it is not. not and it is not the Palestinian flag. It is not the Palestinian flag. I didn't know they had a flag, but it's not like saying I'm a Palestinian because if you look, if anyone who lives in an old house or you have an old Bible in your house, you look, you look at the inset. That whole region was called Palestine. Yeah, it wasn't called. It's called Palestine. Lebanese people are Palestinians. All those people are Palestinians. Eastern Europeans weren't there, ever. That's some made-up shit. So that leads me to another term, the lost cause that we deal with in America. You see, this is another case of people trying to rewrite history, you know, under a guise. But I think the big term, I think any time we talk about what is going on between Israel and its neighbors in the Middle East, we really have to be clinical about this in a way. And it's really simple when you think about it. But, you know, there's a term, and it's called Stockholm Syndrome. And that's just a fancy way of saying, and, and most people can, most people have someone in their family who's been abused or they know somebody who has been abused as a child. And a lot of times, children who have been abused grow up to be abusers. This is just 
something that happens with human beings. We, I can't tell you why. I don't know why. But we know we can replicate this. Just like when you pile people into something called a ghetto, you pile people into a small, put a bunch of rats, mice, uh, mammals, any, any type of mammal. When you put them in a confined environment, they exhibit aberrant behavior. Rape, village, I mean, all kinds of crazy shit. You, you, I mean, you can do it. This is why we have to remember, Stock, you would think that these people would not treat others as they were treated. This is what I, it's hard for me to get beyond. Because they have been rewriting history, right? There's something called a Nakba. And I'm not going to get into it. People have to look it up. Look it up for you. We yourself. talked about it last night. Ah, what? Okay. Okay. So, you know, and all right. Now, Zionism, in your prison you covered. Afrikaner you covered because they operate. I don't care what they say. If you talk to people, and let me get personal. I've said this probably 15 or 20 times in your program. Uh, well, anyway, if you grew up in the Northeast, you're definitely around Jews. And you have friends, you know, Jewish friends if you're normal. You know, maybe you spend the drill, maybe you go to a Seder, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, you, you come to understand, um, you come to understand some things, but that's different because you've got to remember, um, nobody wanted to take the refugees from Eastern Europe, the Jews from, from nobody. We, if they already didn't want them over here, nobody wanted them. That's why they're there where they are. The British. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, SS St. Louis comes to mind. Exactly. It's just history. Now, you see, I have a problem with some of these people I've seen on TV now, and it's like they get all hyped up, and it's like, well, wait a minute. That's not exactly true. You know, and, and this, this just perpetuates what's going on because when I hear these people describe, and it's awful with Hamas is a terrorist organization, straight up. You know, but there's a reason that they're there. You know, they're... <laughs> There's a reason that they're there. These people, obviously, now, to me, what I see is that they feel like they have nothing to lose at this point. They have nothing. They would not have done this if they didn't think they had anything to lose. Because, frankly, uh, there will be nothing left. I I don't think there's going to be anything left for God. I, it's going to be very, I, I just don't think so. They're just trying to, they're just, you know, getting things in line. Because that's what they wanted anyway. Now, now. Okay, I'm going back to these uh, these keywords because if people, you know, there's a, it's, it's not about two sides, but it's about history. It's about the real history because when we grew up, you see, it was just like all Israel all the time, no in between, like most Americans. But then, you know, if if you're inquisitive or you're fortunate enough to attend higher education, you start to learn a little bit. You learn a little bit. And, oh, well, really? Oh, because you know. And, and let me get and, and let me get personal here for a minute again. You know, my I'm not going to say what year, but when I was in boarding school, I had a roommate, the same roommate who came from New York Military Academy. He had been he had lived in a kibbutz, and he was in the junior army. They don't really want you to know that, but they trained, and he was only 15 then. 
Uh, he knew how to fire automatic weapons. He knew everything about Uzis, Kalishna, everything. He could fire any kind of weapon. And because he brought pictures back, his medals, his stuff, you know, all his, his uniform. And he was like, I'm, I shouldn't show you this, but I'm showing it to you. You know, because when you're roommates, you share things. I'm not saying his name, so nobody's going to know who I'm talking about. Oh, it's okay. But uh, this certain segment, they absolutely hate Palestinians and and Arabs. In fact, they spit. They absolutely, just like the planter class had to uh, dehumanize black people so they could enslave them, and 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 like give them some kind of weird Christianity well, where they were supposed know, and, to be and, slaves. Right, and shame on me for you know having a memory like this, but I do, and I can't. Uh, yeah, the ha- the hatred is real. Do you remember, um, remember Rahm Emanuel? Oh, yeah. Uh, a, a big wig under Obama and went on to be mayor of Chicago. Much loved. Uh, when he, what was he, chief of staff to Obama? And his yep. father... I believe... His father famously bragged about him at, when he became chief of staff, saying, it's not like he's some fucking Arab scrubbing the floors. Mm, he let it out. He told the, the quiet part out loud. Okay. It, you know, it's kind of disgusting if you think about it, because, you know, that's like, okay, you're just a victim of the indigenous people. And that's what happened, but they, they, they're teaching a different, they've been teaching a different history. A lot, most people don't know. Cause it, they've been very good at erasing history. And that, so when you hear people talk about, oh, they stormed in my house and they took my, think, well, that's exactly what happened to them. It happens every day. Every day. Over, over the walls of the kibbutz, you know, they take pot shots at young people. The kids, cause the kids throw rocks at them. And they shoot him and kill little kids. Do you remember? Kids. Do you do you remember? Do you remember when? I'm just uh, saying what happened. I know, but do you remember mm-hmm. back when Barack Obama was president and little, young right wing Israelis were uh, going uh, going nuts in the streets, and they no. were, and they and they were and they were yelling about Barack Obama, calling him the Shvatsa, the Shvatsa, the Shvatsa. Because I do. Mm. And this isn't like, this isn't, you know, Donald Trump saying he saw 1,700 Muslims celebrating the fall of the Twin Towers. You think it's his middle name, Barack Hussein Obama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and by the way, I got that, that too. Uh, but there was actually video. We ran the audio of it on the program way back when, of them screaming mm-hmm. about Deshfatsa. And for anybody who doesn't know, the Schwarze is the same, basically, as that word that has all the same letters as ginger, only in Yiddish. Huh? I don't, I don't, I don't find that surprising. I, I mean it. I couldn't even. We couldn't even talk about. It. And I, I mean, I, and I, I ended up being befriending years later. Not that many. You know, and per- person from the same part of the country, from from Jersey, uh, a Palestinian young lady. Uh, she was from Lebanon, but Palestinian. You know, but you know, she didn't make a big deal about it. She just told everybody she was Jewish. She didn't want because she didn't want you know people to spin on her and stuff. 
uh, Kim Kardashian. She's a Palestinian. No, she's anyway, not. No, 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 no. She's Armenian. Is she not a Palestinian? No, she's Armenian. Okay. She's pretty sure she's Arme- Armenian. Oh, she's Armenian. Okay, I thought she was Lebanese. Thank you for correcting me, and, and thank you. For Maybe I'm wrong. That. I'm serious. No, yeah, I believe. Listen, mm-mm. no, I, I'm well. Somebody will figure it out. I know Brother Deacon. Well, anyway, somebody will. Um. Okay, and, and, you know, yeah, I'm really glad you said that because that, that's getting too granular anyway. But, you know, to, to deal with some facts, we have to deal with some facts, right? Like, there's a reason that there's a whole segment of the Israeli um, military, especially high up in the Air Force, because, you know, any Air Force, the Air Force is like it's elite, right? Like harbors. And, you know, they're, they're, they have been defecting for years. Um, Amy Goodman on Democracy Now! has covered that for some years. And now you can't get any more credible than having you know, military people saying, I'm, I'm just no longer interested. You know? And, okay, more facts. Now, I heard this morning Mika talk about Haaretz newspaper. I always thought it was Al Haaretz because I've read it before. And, I read, you know, you have to read that. You have to read a lot of things. Now, they're like the New York Times, they lean left, but that's an Israeli newspaper, and they tell what's really going on in Israel. It is, in fact, it's almost like they imported some Afrikaners from, oh, I don't know, 1986, South Africa, 1980, and they're like, you know what, uh... we'll let these people come in with work permits, because, you know, there's, they always talk about them like animals. And, and I don't understand. They don't, they're not even from that part of the world. I don't, and it's like, you know, you're interlopers. You ought to be nice. Look what happened to you. Why are you treating people the way you were treated, the way your ancestors were treated? And then you wonder why people retaliate? That's what I'm saying. That's, that's the bottom line. It's like, why are you, why, why is it, why is it surprising? What did you think was going to happen? Because this is some fucked up shit. They have sealed the, 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 you know, Gaza has sealed. Gaza's done now. It's not even about the, the, the Gazanians, people who live in Gaza. I don't even know if that's the right conjugation, but they got the residents of Gaza because they're just, you know, they're, a lot of them are not, most of them are not affiliated. They just want to live. They're just trying to get oil and some flour and through the day. And they got, can you imagine living in a high rise? Like, like, let's say you live in a high rise in Chicago. Cabrini Green and power goes out. That's how they live, like all the time. All the time. Have you seen? Okay, this is a dumb thing for me to ask right now. No, it's what? But you said Chicago, and you know when the power goes out. Would you happen to have seen? And it was brilliant. It came out in 2021, late 2021. A, uh, a mini series called Station Eleven. It was on HBO. I don't know if no, it's on any I've other platforms, but you know, it's one of those apocalypse stories, and it involves people. Uh, you know, just a, a guy, his brother, and a, a child who has lost everyone, and they're trapped in their very nice apartment uh, with a lake view in Chicago. 
And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. what you were just saying. Yeah, and by the way, Gazans, uh, that's uh, people in Gaza are Gazans. But can you imagine, uh, and, and, you know, I'm not excusing anything. I will not do that. But if, if your newborn baby starves to death in Gaza because there's no power, no water, no food. How are you going to feel about the people who did that? And the people who did that, you no, no, Israel does not get to say, oh, you brought this on yourselves. I mean, granted, it's a very Old Testament, you know, angry Yahweh sky daddy thing to say. And Islam's full of it, and 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 you know all the Abraham religion, Abrahamic religions are just chock a block with the sins of the father being visited on the child. But if you are the mother burying that starved to death baby, how are you going to feel about the people who starved your baby to death? Or let's say, no, let's be let's be even clearer. If you are a Palestinian parent trapped in Gaza and your kid has a nasty bicycle accident because they're just trying to pretend that they live in a normal place and they don't, but they just do. I mean, the kid just has a bike accident. You know, hits the curb, shoots through the handlebars, smashes their face against the curb. The Israelis had nothing to do with it. But you have to take your kid with the smashed and broken face, pick him up and take him to the hospital to have him checked out. And they say, we're sorry. Can't do anything. We don't have any power. We don't have any running water. We don't have any, we don't have any medicine. Tell him to rub a little dirt See, on it. And, you, yeah. How are you going to feel? Rub a little dirt on it. Well, walk it off, right? I I don't know what Arabic for walk it off is, but yeah. Oh, my God. Um, You just made a very cogent point that I'm I'm glad you brought it up because, yeah. And and what, you know, once again, a cogent point because what, in fact, just like what we're doing with people from South America, some of them, in the United States, all you're doing is cultivating a possible new right. And and I don't want anybody saying, "Oh, you're only you're only talking about the Palestinians." God knows when you subjugate the, people, the, the, it's the, coming back. God knows the multimillionaire for-profit media has done a fantastic job, like I said earlier, of talking about the horror and the anguish and the misery of Israelis today. And so I get to ask the same question. If you are an Israeli and Hamas did that to you, how, how are you going to feel about Hamas? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because Ari, Ari, uh, what's his last name? Melbourne? Um, Melbourne? Yes. No, not Ari Melbourne, the other Ari. The one from, um, 
Okay, let me let me just flesh this out because we got plenty of time. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, but, but he right exactly what you're saying. Please go on. Yeah, please. I know because I'm tangent. And to I all, mean, and, 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 to, and to everyone who is aggrieved, and to everyone who is weeping, to everyone who is suffering, to everyone who is mourning. A question: Does create does creating more mourning, more grieving, more keening make in any way less? They already feel? Because the answer is obviously no. And if anything, if peace is ever going to obtain, every, there, at some point in time, there has to be a line drawn, and the grievances have to be put behind the line and the future in front. But of course, that also involves right. treating the Palestinian people like human beings. But they don't. But many of many many Zionists do not view them as human beings, and they're coming out and saying it out and open now. This is what they always say behind closed doors. Oh, those filthy Arabs! <laughs> they spit on the ground. I'm telling you what I've seen. I've just I've been my experience. That's all I'm. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. Okay. I never understood it, and I don't get into it because, you know, um, it's like talking to a trumpeteer. But this has been going on for decades. Okay, I got another. I mean, I got, I, I got I, it. It's, no, it's been going It's been going on for thousands of years, but that's that's still no excuse, Todd. And it's not about being anti-Semite. It has nothing to do with that. You know, it has nothing to do with that at all, period. But I want to, I want to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off down, down, down another little tangent path. Uh-oh. Tangent man is... <laughs> No, it'll loop back around, and I'll tie a pretty little bow on it. Um, I'm bad influence. Uh, well, uh, lately I've been uh, watching some stuff. I'd seen it in the past, but it showed up on Netflix, and it's like, oh, okay. So first, I, I watched uh, Band of Brothers, which is about the Allied invasion of Europe. And then I watched the uh, limited series The Pacific, which is about the Marines' experience fighting in the Pacific in the Second World War. What was it called? The Pacific. Okay. And... Well, without any further tangents on tangents, toward the end of the series, one young Marine who happens to be, I mean, and these are all based on real people, and they are quote, and, and, and you know, they're quotes from books that were written by these real people about their experiences. And they have a narr an audible narrative actor that that says their diary when they're no 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 it's just it's all dialogue it's just movies. But there's a there's a young marine from Mobile, Alabama, Eugene Sledge, and he wrote a book called With the Old Breed. 
the Marines at uh, Peleliu and Okinawa. Both scenes of just un- unimaginably horrible fighting. And at one point in time, uh, some fanatical Japanese soldier came running at them, and they just, you know, they just blew him away. And one of the Marines says, why can't they just surrender? And some other smartass says, because their emperor is a god. There was a great deal more racism in, in the Pacific War than there was in Europe, because that was white folks fighting white folks. You know, because the military wasn't integrated yet. You, know, you had... Um, you have people, you have men of color doing heroic support work, but not in the front lines fighting. But it was a, it was very much, there was a filthy degree of racism involved in the Pacific War. Uh, to the point that, um, you know, the, the point of return was uh, often Pearl Harbor. And it got to the point where American soldiers or American Marines returning would have to be searched in order to confiscate the Japanese ears that they had collected. Ew. Yeah. But Damn. That's that's kind of barbaric. What is that about? Yeah, sure it is. How are you going to do with somebody's ear? What? But but anyway, so after they shoot this Japanese soldier, the guy says, you know, why can't they surrender? Wait a minute, wait a minute. That sounds like scalping somebody. Wait a minute. This, this it is. Guess, guess, guess who taught indigenous Americans to scalp? <laughs> the British. Otherwise known as Whoop. us. The sun never set. And the blade never rusts. Mm. Mm. But so why can't they surrender because because their emperor is a god and then this character Eugene Sledge says I hope they never surrender I hope they don't surrender at all and I hope we get to kill every last one of them Mm. genocidal impulse is strong in war once you thoroughly dehumanized them. Scenes of American Marines walking past captured Japanese soldiers going, you fucking monkeys! Making that, ape sounds Is that in color? Them. Yes. I think I see pieces of that. And I think uh, I turned it off because it was, it was a little vile. Yeah, it's raw. It's, raw it's, 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 an, it's incredibly raw. Um, but the thing is, I mentioned this because my own father was that way. Uh, he hated the Japanese people until the day he died. And I don't mean casually, I mean actively and viscerally. Had no sympathy whatsoever. Robin, that that is, and I, I really, this is what I'm saying, you are no joke. Like, seriously, you are no joke. The way you went through the 25th Amendment, you're a contourishness. 
your, your sense of history because what you said about the Negroes, the colored people in World War II, right? They, you know what? They were relegated to loading ships and handling munitions. Or when something went wrong, they got blown up. And, and the white boys didn't get blown up, but they got blown up. I mean, it happened all the time. Now, then, of course, you had a little, you know, there were the red tails, but I'm not going to get off in too much pretension. But this is what I want to say. I have noticed that because, you know, I have all types of friends. They're all ethnicities. And some of my older white friends, their dads are exactly what you said. They, they I mean, they wouldn't buy a Japanese car. They couldn't stop talking. I was like, damn, let it go. Let it go. I mean, I remember this from a young te- being a young person, young teenager. But, and, and when I asked, when I would query them, you know, once they calmed the fuck down, they would say, well, because of the torture and this and that. You know, mostly they said because of the torture. Um, but, you know, frankly, that was, a, that was a bunch of, of, in my opinion, and don't take this the wrong way, but, uh, that's that manifest destiny kind of like white supremacist shit. Like we yellow people don't know. We, we can take care of that. We'll be all right. They underestimated, you know, the Japanese and that pissed them off. That's what really pissed them off. They underestimated well, how interesting uh, that you know the thing the things I learn on this program. I just got a note from Cynthia in the Bay Area. She said, "I read and have that book in my little library with the old breed. That book is an absolute must read. It is an unvarnished look at the true horror of war and the utter waste of it. I can't recommend it enough. If it doesn't turn you anti-war, it will. And some of the Marines do more than take ears from live Japanese prisoners." War is truly sickening. Is, His comments at the end of the book that, are a bit different. As I recall, after he had been through the waste of it all, he saw it all just as a waste. A waste. That, that's when I turned it off. I forget which island it was, but it was basically at, during the island hopping um, campaign. And they might not have gotten the evil genius. Yeah, it, yet. it starts. It starts at It starts with one. Uh, one. Uh, company of the first marines and shifts to another but it goes through uh it, it goes through uh, uh guadalcanal Peleliu, uh, another one okinawa but, i mean there was no oh, iwo jima iwo jima. Like, iwo jima because remember they were the japanese were bird in the mountain and they didn't know they had a whole they, they were like bird down in the mountain and, and the marines we didn't know that but they had napalming and bombing, and they, you know, there was no vegetation. That's what really got me. It was like there's this obsidian, you know, just a bunch of volcanic rock, and it, they're just trudging through, and, and you know, it's cut, cut you up, it, it cut your boots off, and everything else. And here come these Japanese people popping up outside of holes, you know, soldiers, and they only weigh like 58 pounds, and, uh, and they're still shooting, and it's like, damn, we can't, you know, we'll. I don't. I don't know. We are. Well, this shouldn't be any. This is. We're, we're a quarter of the way through this this century. Why are we still having wars? That's what I'm trying to figure out. There's motherfuckers in space. There, there are people. There is stuff out there in space. Entities out there. They're just waiting for us to fuck up. 
It could be here now. Who knows? But I mean, we can't be the only ones out here. Is this the best? Is this the best that that the universe can do? Is it, is this all you got? Because we ain't hitting on too much right now. But the larger the larger point that I was trying to reach, the little bow that I was trying to tie. God, <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that when hatred runs bone deep? Bone deep. You cannot rely. You cannot rely on. You cannot expect the people who have been taught, and you have to be carefully taught, that bone-deep hatred to be the ones who seek a peace. You just can't. Thank you for bringing that back. And so the, you know, the, 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 pe- the people who are screaming, you know, death to the animals in Israel, mm-hmm. and the people who are screaming Death to the occupying Zionists in Gaza are not the people who will make a peace. What, terrifi- yeah. what terrifies me and grieves me is I don't is I, I don't think I think there are too many people who aren't interested in a peace. All one need do is look at the 1948 map of the partition of Palestine into Israel and Palestine and see what became of that, and you figure out pretty quickly what the end game is. And the end game is zero Palestinians. Well that's the that's the bottom line. Well that's that's that's, that's right. Right. And I'm, I'm glad we had all this discussion until that point. Because when we hear about these some of all butchers are not illegal settlements. Okay. All, every human rights organization, somehow Israel is getting a pass on, on breaking all types of human rights and, and being in squatters. I mean, in other words, it's like, you know what? What if you, you went, you go to DC to do a radio show or you go to New York to talk to someone, you know, do an interview and you come back and you maybe, you know, slight pitch the tent in your backyard and you talk to them like, um, Hello, um, well, who are you again? And, you know, you might work it out and say, well, all right, you can stay, you know, 50 bucks a week. And, um, I'll let you use some water and, you know, till you get back on your feet or whatever. And, you know, you can stay here for whatever, three weeks, a month, a month, no more than a month. And for some reason, you have to go out of town again. You come back and they're in your house. Cooking your food, watching TV, they answer the door and, and they say, what do you want? We're going to arrest you if you say anything. So this is what we're dealing with. When they say settlers, you see, they're, they're not where they're supposed to be. I mean, there's a reason they got fucked up. They're not, you where you're not supposed to be. You want somebody else's land. And see, going back to 1948, which was not that long ago, that was, remember 1950, Emmett Till, it was not that long ago, or 52, it wasn't that long ago. Maybe Emmett Till was 55, maybe. whatever, it ain't, a few years ago. But the point of the matter is that you cannot, you cannot do that to people and act like nothing else is, nothing's going to happen. You can't take people's things. 
because the, the, the narrative is that, oh, they were just all Bedouins. And that's not true. Bedouins is, is, is a euphemism for a wanderer. Or, you know, like they just wandered the desert and they ain't got no place. They just travel around on the camel. That's not true. People can go, go to their houses. Like, oh, I used to live there. They had an olive grove. You know, they could grow olives and sell olives. Oh, not for you know. Because somebody from, from a Russian Jew came over here, decided that, you know, well, because they got, you know, they were persecuted. But then and the world decided that's where they wanted to live. See, that's the thing. If the world decided that, then they had to come up with another narrative. Well, how do we, how can we fit in here? Then you get Moshe Dayan. See, this is complicated. They had to re, they had to come up with a narrative to justify what was absolutely wrong. How do you like someone just, soldiers are coming and kicking you out of your house? Because, you know, some world government said you have to go. See, this is the other side of the story. And if I'm wrong, let me know. Correct me, because we're, we're supposed to be talking freely here. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't find much to take issue with. Well... You see, this is this is the other side of the story. And people can still look. Like, listen to NPR. They have archive programs on this. You know, people people can go exactly where they used to live. Their grandparents used to live. 1948 was not that long ago. No, I, 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 it's interesting you would say that because I, I did some, you know, low-rent ciphering in my little noggin. And 1948 was 15 years before I was born. There are people wow. who listen to this program who are older than Israel. Oh, by the way, uh, serving as the Horn Ad Hoc Kardashian Research Department, Billable Rick wanted you to know they're definitely Armenian, the Kardashians. Uh, okay, thank you for... All four of Robert Kardashian Sr.'s grandparents were Armenian who immigrated from the Ottoman Empire to the United States of America prior to the beginning of the Armenian Genocide in 1915. I was about to say that, because that's another rewriting of history. Remember, and, and the, this, the, the and, Turks don't want to talk about that. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, it, no. No, 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 no. Uh, and I had this note from Darlene a little bit ago, and this fits in quite nicely. Subject line, Ari Melber. Uh, he attempted to do a balanced breakdown of what's happening in the Middle East. He was raising some interesting points, but for someone who typically fearlessly even calls balls and strikes, he actually blew it. He blew it today and revealed his own biases and maybe lack of perspective or even fear succumbing to certain pressures as a Jewish person. He simply acknowledged the Palestinian people and their horrific plight with the understatement of the day. And yes, some Palestinians do live below the poverty line. That's it. Darlene says, that was Ari's acknowledgement of a terribly traumatized captive people sandwiched between Hamas and Netanyahu and his ilk. Really? Below the poverty line? Is he kidding? That's the best he and his writers at MSNBC could do? Or did they just not really care enough to tell the truth and were worried more about offending certain sensibilities? Or does he just not give a good goddamn? Understatement of the day. And the minute that I read that, uh, Todd... I thought of someone else and another time. 
Because that's the thing about historic moments. They will remind mm-hmm. you of other historic moments. Historic failures remind you of other historic failures. And this one sent me back to what? Uh, was it 2005? When did Katrina hit? Hurricane Katrina. 2005. I remember Katrina. I remember exactly when that was. I know exactly. When I was, yep. Uh, Dim Leader had been reinaugurated, had declared, hey, I just got reelected. Hey, get me some political capital. Hey, I'm going to spend it, and we're going to prioritize Social Security. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember? And it was, and, and Katrina actually hit at, was it George's birthday? Because he was out in Arizona, <laughs> and somebody gave him, some country star gave him a guitar, which he proceeded to hold upside down just like he did with my pet goat. And that, that put that put the monkey wrench in his plan. And and so Katrina hits, and 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 the horror of it begins to unfold in real time before our very eyes. And over at CNN, woof blitzer. Oh no, massage. Now quit that. <laughs> quit that. But woof blitzer. Upon being shown footage of some black folks struggling through, what was it? The maybe they were in the maybe they were in the water. They were some they were in some state of misery. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see if I can find this. It'll only take me a second. You mean when they were in boats and on roofs and, and like waving around like we need help? Uh, I, it, it, something similar. Uh, Stephen New York is trying to do some mind reading. He said, oh, my God, you're going to mention what the old bat said, right? No. No, Steve. Nice try, though. Nice try. That's not a whiff. That's close. But nice try. Sorry about all the typing noises. Are you trying to look for images or or what he said? Uh, No, I'm trying to look for the actual audio because I don't want anybody saying, Oh, that never happened. Yep, CNN, Wolf Blitzer. Officials trying to evacuate everyone from New Orleans. Situation room, 1.31 p.m. Pacific time. And we get this. You, you, you simply get chills every time you see these poor individuals. As Jack uh, Cafferty just pointed out, uh, so tragically, so many of these people, almost all of them that we see are so poor, and they are so black, and this is going to raise lots of questions for people who are watching this story. You, you heard that right. So poor and so black. 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> well. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait a minute. That, wait a minute. Now, remember his face at, at Obama's uh, press roast? You know, the, the press, uh, you know, when the press makes fun of everybody. Oh, you mean the nerd prom? Yeah. Oh, he he looked, he was pissed. He, he was like, oh, I don't like this. When they, Obama came out with his uh, his alternative self, that comedian, yes. he was saying with Obama, oh my God, well, he, yeah, Wolf didn't like that too much. Obama's but, uh, anger translator, that's still one of the funniest bits I've ever seen. Yes. That's and, and that, well, yes. interesting, uh, because I saw, please let me, yes, I saved it. Nitwit Nero put out a tripe today on Tripe Social. I can't wait till it's no longer his platform. I wish there was. I wish there really wasn't a person in the United States of America who thought like this. But there's not just one person who thinks like this. There are some 35 million Americans, one tenth of the population of this nation, who are like, "Yeah, cool." Uh, on uh, well, yesterday, October the ninth at 11:17 a.m., Nitwit Nero triped. The same people that raided Israel are pouring into our once beautiful USA through our totally open southern border at record numbers. Are they planning an attack within our country? Crooked Joe Biden and his boss, Barack Hussein Obama, did this to us. Did what, dipshit? Hamas is flooding across the southern border? There they're all brown. You keep going silent on me. But, but but there are people who are going to believe that. Yeah, 35 million of them. They, they but America doesn't have but America doesn't have a Nazi problem. Now see, you and I see 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 filth like that and we go, "Oh, well, you know, that's what a soak would say." A son of a Klansman. That's soap talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, this, this is getting to be. Well, when they started talking about, I don't know, they brought up some stuff. It's like, well, yeah, it's vile. Everything that happened was vile. But, you know, this has been happening. I, I I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Israel can't. They can't figure out. Well, first of all, Netanyahu's an asshole. Number one, that's just plain and simple. He, he is. You see what happened when they like you said, when they got somebody who was ready to work with other folks. Well, he didn't make it too long. Something happened to him. You know, his stock was no more. Uh, but, you know, anyway, BB the fake. Like I said, he, you know, he went to Sheldon High School. Don't believe that accent. He went to the same linguistic chicanery school as, uh, as Kennedy in Louisiana. Learning how to talk corn and 
No, Learned how to walk and talk and act just like a blooming lady. Well, you got about sorry. That's my. That, that's sorry. Just channeling my 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 inner Eliza from. Yeah. You know you're lucky. You're a limey. You know you are. I am not. No, you quit that. <laughs> my fair lady. Well, taught me to walk and talk and act just like a blooming lady. <laughs> a limey. I don't know. What, what is a limey? Is that that's a that's an English person? That's not. An that's Irish no. That's a that's a that's a pejorative term based upon a practice of the uh, Royal Navy, if I understand correctly. Because hmm. in order to prevent scurvy, you must have vitamin C. And mm-hmm. the English figured this out and always put to sea with a shit ton of limes or lemons. And the sailors, you know, consumed them to keep from getting scurvy because scurvy sucks. Hmm. Well, you know what? That's a good thing. Let's see here. I, well, you know, in the past, uh, when you talked about the subject that we've been talking about, it didn't go over too well. Um, but I, I just think, you know, it's about some balance here. Because you know, the world is on fire right now. This, this is crazy. You know, this disinformation. Look, I see. I see. I see, about- I see this all. And yeah, and and I promise. You know, my my Jer- my Jeroboam of uh, Mexican gasoline and the swirly straw are not involved with any of this. But I, I, I see. I see. I see all this as just classic. Russian um, strategy. Shit's going sideways in Ukraine. There's a fight in the Congress over whether to continue funding Ukraine. So, you know, play nice with Hamas. Give them a plan. Take some <clears throat> intel that you happen to just accidentally pick up, maybe from, oh, I don't know, Donald Trump. We ain't talked about that. I can't. And I and and, uh, and and show show Hamas how to use their crudely fashioned rockets to try to overwhelm the Iron Dome system, and maybe get a couple of them through. Because it, it looks like the initial attack was a matter of flooding the zone. We keep using that term lately. Exactly. You put so that's many up there. You put exactly. so many up there that the uh, that the the, the Uniblab ten thousand computer that runs Iron, Iron Dome just says, "Oh, that's just too much." And yeah, right, a, a couple sneak through. Now I noticed today that it was very dramatic footage on MSNBC of of uh, uh, these crudely fashioned rockets being shot out of uh, Gaza and they were you know they were they were overhead Gaza when all of a sudden these things that were going straight all of a sudden turned around made a big banana bend and went poof in the air because the iron dome system had taken them down 
Now, what they what I what I think they were trying to do is not is is not only uh, what probe the wire, that is test the you know test the capacity of the Iron Dome oh. Dome system, and hope that mm-hmm. maybe a few snuck through. But all military resources are finite. And so they were trying to make them use all of their Iron Dome ammunition and then and then were dumb enough to think that they would then be able to freely uh, attack Israel with rockets. But Israel has a shit ton of Iron Dome munitions, and we're about to make sure that we stage them up with a whole lot more. Oh. Now, on the other hand... Gaza has absolutely no defenses whatsoever against uh, uh, jets shooting missiles, missiles being launched into Gaza at will. There's no anti-aircraft batteries. There's no. There's there's no Iron Dome over Gaza. I mean, the, these are. Uh, the rockets are the are the are the uh, well, they're the high tech equivalent of rocks. They're not guided precision guided music munitions. Not based on anything I've been able to read. No, well, they might have. It's a mix. They've gotten some more sophisticated, a few more sophisticated missiles, but they've been mostly just crude. They just lob them over, but uh, it'd be the imbalance in the coverage. And I'm glad you brought that up uh, because, you know, I used to be afraid to look at it, you know, years ago, but I don't care now because you had to look at BBC and Al Jazeera because Al Jazeera, they put their reporters on the ground in Gaza. Like these people putting their lives like seared. Like you see what's going on. It's it's wow. Like I remember the, the last uh, two, between two thousand and two thousand five. Um, yeah, you know, and I know it sounds funny. You know, it's Al Jazeera. I was kind of scared because I thought, oh, you know, titles and Arabic, but they, they're that's a credible news organization. It really is, and you know, um. It's just, this is really, it seems like there's got to be a better way. Um, you know, this is why Netanyahu, uh, his people don't like, he's not popular. He's, he could be going to prison. He's a lot like Trump. He's, he's a crook and he's a liar and he's a warmonger and he's headstrong, you know, uh, because you know, the, that area, is, is, you have a pizza, one pizza, eight slices. So it's like taking, Netanyahu is taking all the slices while you're still negotiating until there's like a quarter of one slice left. Yeah, I want that too. But you have all the slices already. Well, we were entitled to this. But, you know, you, you know, you people were kind enough to let you, you know, settle here. Shut up. You know, you little mongrel. Bam! You're dead. Ah, that's it. 
you see, these people are so desperate. They know this is that this is low. They this is bad. I don't know. This doesn't look good because there's no way. This is this is what I'm. I'm just thinking about this now, and I'm, I'm just running through, running through. Uh, the moves that <clears throat> Hamas, if it is Hamas, whoever did this, these moves have so provoked Israel and the world, where Israel is just chomping at the bit just to flatten Gaza. I mean, it it, it wouldn't take much. Are you kidding? Me? It, they already started. They won't just be done with it. That's what they've wanted all along. They just don't want to be bothered with it. But then what? Because people migrate. They go somewhere. You see, they're going somewhere. And they're going to remember this. And this goes back to what you said. So, you know, this is why we have to have dialogue. This is a problem. But this is why we have to talk about history. But when you have people who are engaged in lost cause type rewriting of history, that is not a starting point. It's not. It's not, it's not, it's not. Facts and feelings are different sometimes. Many times. How many times have I said that? Bots. It's like it it just comes into play all the damn time. It's going to get, I I really feel, I I mean, I've I've been, I just, I think that the coverage is really imbalanced. So we have to be very, be very judicious about it. And and, and I I think there's a lot to be said. For watching media coverage with a most jaundiced eye, mm. because you know jaundiced, yeah, yellow journalism. See what see what I'm doing here? <laughs> uh, because there is a profoundly competent PR war being waged as well. And the Palestinians are practically not even on the field. I'm, and I'm sorry I didn't I didn't follow up on that lead because the last few I've been we've been talking a lot lately. But yes, I, I, you talked about Russia. See, they, they're they're able to do this this uh, triangulation asymmetrical warfare on the cheap. They've already you know they've been succeeding. Look how look look how quickly they turn Republicans into. You know, pro-Russian people. And just what? Right, 10, 15 years ago? Russians were the commie, the commie threat. Even though they were, you know, free market, it was Putin, you know, commie threat. You gotta, you know, keep them in check. Uh, but you see, once again, we're going back to racism because what's the, what's that mountain range in Russia? What, the Urals? No, it starts with C. Caucasus? Oh! I mean, it's not necessarily in Russia, but yeah. Yeah. Where is that necessarily? Uh, Basically, the Caucasus is a mountain range that connects 
Asia Minor to Europe. It's basically okay. how folks got from Asia Minor, you know, Africa to Asia Minor to Europe. Is that what we used to call Eurasia when we were playing Risk and some other Yes. <laughs> because there's there's really there's really not a there's you know it's it's you know um North America, Central America and South America are all contiguous. But there's mm-hmm. not really any connection with They're Asia. connected to you know uh Australia is entirely self-contained, same with Antarctica. But Asia and Europe are huge and the differentiation between Europe and Asia is largely arbitrary. Uh, a couple of a couple of thoughts. Um, Matt reminding us in San Francisco, there are no bomb shelters in Gaza either. No, there aren't. And uh, Stephen New York says, uh, "Bibi's legal troubles." Doesn't make my lie hop argument yesterday with the 5,000 missiles and breaking through the wall with zero resistance so crazy. And a lot of people, and, and uh, Lawrence Tribe, noted constitutional scholar, pointed it out early on, said, this sure does look real wag the dogish for Bibi. Convenient little war he's got going on there, what with him facing three counts of uh, criminal corruption. And a, mm-hmm. a, a, and, and a social uprising on his hand among Israelis. Lawrence Tribe later pulled the tweet down after the, 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 the horrific nature of the Hamas attack became clear. But I'm sorry. I, I, I have forever thought that, that Benjamin Netanyahu was a dangerous psychopath. And there's a lot of evidence to suggest that I'm correct. But there's apparently a lot of Israelis who think like him. Because, because, and you know what, if I was an Israeli, I might too. But the thing is, there are also a lot of Israelis who think he's a dangerous psychopath and understand that his policies and those of his fascist right-wing friends have brought Israel to this point. And bless their hearts, uh, uh, Flavio, if if Flavio is still interesting, interesting, if Flavio is still listening, uh, he might find it interesting to note that, lo and behold, today the Haaretz editorial actually got quoted on air. that says that Bibi Netanyahu bears responsibility for this. Well, I was about to uh, quote Jehoshaphat, you know, two things can be true or more at the same time, because um, not necessarily Netanyahu, but a lot of Israelis want a strong man because they feel like they're surrounded by, you know, enemies. And they're surrounded by enemies for a reason. You know, for I mean, it's just complicated. But you know, if they would do a better job with diplomacy, you know, so goodwill. 
because you know I remember when Jimmy Carter, you know, had the piece of course. It, it things were looking wow, things were looking great, and this is just years after after the '73 uh, war. Um, I you know I'm not I'm, I'm we're around the same age, but I was just paying attention to stuff, but. But but yeah, Netanyahu he he is uh, what you said. I, I mean, absolutely, his behavior would indicate that. Just like on our, you know, over here, uh, the milk he he behaves as a man Leo fashion. He definitely behaves that way. I mean, you can make a case for it. Period. And Netanyahu, yeah, he's a warmonger, and and but but just like here, when when you know when people go to war, it's like oh, rally around a flag. You know, that's, that's an old trope, right? I mean, but who's one of the, but this is getting serious now because there are more players. Like you said, we got Russia, we got China, Iran. And, you know, Iran is really good with the software, just like Israel is. They're real good with programming, computer programming. So, uh, we can be in for an interesting ride here because when they start messing with people's um, water treatment plants and electrical, you know, facilities and things like that, it's, it's going to be trouble. Um, you know, well, I, I mean, you know, well, I, uh, let, let's go back here. Wait a well, hold on, hold on, hold on a minute, hold on a minute, because I want to shift gears, and I get to do that. Do you have that kind of vehicle? I, I do, I do. Uh, it's got a, it's uh, it's one of it's <laughs> it's one of, it's one of those variable transmissions. <laughs> Real, yeah, you, because you know everything everything <laughs> happened, but the duck dropped from the ceiling when you said Jehoshaphat. <laughs> <laughs> say it a secret way and win a prize. Uh, oh, God, we can see it. That's too funny. Oh, God, that's too funny. Because today was a day on Morning Jehoshaphat. Hi, gang. I don't know who book, who decided it would be a good idea to book Ron Monkey Up DeClantis on Morning Joe and give him some free air time. But they did it. Did you see this? I did not. I thought he was going to be on there. I made sure I wouldn't be around. And the first thing that popped into my head was whose brilliant idea was this? Because there's not a lot of Run this and that's properly programmed. He's glitchy. It's bad. He's glitchy. And but they did and and uh, and you know if you know with a serious presidential candidate like Monkey Up, this stuff gets booked weeks in advance, I guess. Wait, okay. But but I, but I want to I want to I want to think, and I may be wrong. I want to think that maybe if I was an executive producer there or something, and was like, "Oh, this is going to be the ratings coup of the week," 
we've got Ron DeSantis. On a day like today, I might have said, you know what we've got? We've got a world teetering on the brink of World War Three. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe we could, we should reschedule him. Isn't this a game for scholars and professors and such? And so, no. Well, and so I, I think that I think they actually pushed him back and pushed him back and pushed him back because they actually had serious news to talk about. But finally, they had run out. Of, they'd run out of content or something. So they decided to introduce. And 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 I, I don't. I don't think the entire discussion lasted five minutes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have a question already. Wait, I won't take long because I heard he was supposed to be on, and they could, like next segment. You know, and I was up out early, but you know, they cycled through whatever. And I did working man. I get it. And I never did, huh? You're a working man. I get it. Pardon? Well, you know, I'm, well, yeah. So anyway, uh, it never, it never did materialize. But I was, and it got me the way you presented it. I was wondering from the jump. I was like, okay. But now, if you think about it, why would you book someone who is so far below in the polls? They, they're really, you know, a non secretary. There's nothing there. It's a, you know, it's a non-entity. He doesn't, he doesn't mean anything. When you have, like you said, when you have all things going on, he's like, you know, how many, how many professors would love to like help people along and, and learn some things right now? Like this is when people need some knowledge they might not get. This is, this is the opportunity, the window of opportunity, the window of opportunity to educate. This, this what, and but that's what they did with, with the time. Okay, that's what I wanted to say. I'm sorry. That's, well, no, no, that's, I'm not, no, no you're, you're fine. But so they brought him on, and I was like, huh, because I figured they would. Really, I did. Uh, and, and he was remote. It, it wasn't like he was sitting there filtering the pastries in the green room or anything that I know. Of. No, because he was sitting in front of his send me money text number backdrop. Uh, so, oh boy! Yeah, no way were they gonna let. No way were gonna were they gonna let the uh, uh, the uh, the Ron bot on a live set with you know the morning zoo crew. So this is what we got, and he stepped on a rake. He he was there. He was ready to talk about. Gosh darn it! I love me some Israel. Who we? Uh, and he got a little bit of that out, you know. Oh, we got a lot of Israelis in Florida. Standard Republican stuff. But then, like I said, he stepped on a rake. But I do think money's fungible, and it gave them the ability to potentially shift money elsewhere. I would not. This uh, I didn't. I got it. I got to back it up so that we get the whole thing. He, right out of the box, Joe Biden gave the Iranians $6 billion. No, dipshit, no. 
not uh, relieve sanctions uh, on Iran. I understand that there's um, a lot going on with, with energy markets. One of the things I've been talking about in this campaign is expanding domestic energy production here at home. We have the greatest uh, gas resources, tremendous oil resources. I know that cuts against what the Biden administration is trying to do with the Green New Deal policies. But in terms of our national security, that benefits us at the expense of Russia, Iran. Lion little sack of shit. There is no Biden administration Green New Deal policy. And Venezuela right. and China. Be, so you, you don't you, want to be you, in a situation have support, where you're you having to support make this that waiver, right? Back in 20, 2018, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't have supported a waiver. I've always supported. On, 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 I've always supported. Yeah. yeah, I've always supported from the time I was a congressman. Now, the strongest possible turning of the screws on Iran and their energy. My view is anything that goes to that regime. They you wouldn't have supported a waiver. Do, do you see what you see? You see where Joe, you wouldn't have supported a waiver in 2018, would you? Only one problem. The robot didn't stop. There's only one problem. He's trying to talk his way through it, but. People, they are going to use that and they are going to try to fund terrorism with it. And I think that that's a lesson. But I will also say this. uh, Donald Trump's approach to Iran was stronger than his predecessors was. And it's been stronger than uh, the Biden was. I think both Obama and Biden thought you could have a reproachment with them. Uh, I don't think that that's possible. Uh, The editorial board of the Israeli newspaper Haaretz noted in a a piece uh, Titled Netanyahu bears responsibility for the Israel-Gaza war. They they said Hold this. You. Above all, the danger looming over Israel in recent years has been fully realized. A prime minister indicted in three corruption cases cannot look after state affairs. His national interest will necessarily be subordinate to extracting him from a possible conviction and jail time. And and obviously, uh, one of the largest newspapers in Israel says that his his uh, political battles may have distracted from his fight with Hamas. Stand by. We're, we're, we're cycling. That's a curious interruption. Oh, let's reboot that clip. Did it hang up? Yeah, it wasn't working. Working. Mm. Uh, yeah, Clancy's definitely sounds like an automaton. But but the, but the fact of the matter is, he's. Oh, I want to spend. I want to increase domestic oil production. Yada yada yada. He, but well, that's going to be great. But I don't know how good it's going to be for. Ooh, I don't know, state of Florida, you know, when it's, un- I don't, I, how much is domestic oil production going to do for you when you're under fucking water? Let's go back. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Supported a waiver. I've always supported, on, 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 I've always supported, yeah. yeah, I've always supported from the time I was a congressman now, the strongest from the possible time I was a congressman the now. on Iran and their energy. My view is anything that goes to that regime, they are not trying to make life better, better for the Iranian people. They're going to use that right. and they are going to try to fund terrorism with it. And I think that that's a lesson. But I will also say this, uh, Donald Trump's approach to Iran was stronger than his predecessors was, and it's been stronger than uh, the Biden was. I think both Obama and Biden thought you could have a reproachment with them. Uh, I don't think that that's possible. 
Uh, the editorial board of the Israeli newspaper Haaretz noted in a, a piece uh, titled Netanyahu Bears Responsibility for the Is Israel-Gaza War. They, they said this. Above all, the danger looming over Israel in recent years has been fully realized. I know realized. we've already the heard that. The minister indicted in three corruption cases cannot look after state affairs. His national interest will necessarily be subordinate to extracting him from a possible conviction and jail time. And, and obviously, and it wasn't extracting, uh, one of the it was extricating. In Israel says that his, his uh, political battles may have distracted from his fight with Hamas. Uh, his personal battles may have done the same. Is that something that Republicans in, uh, in, in the primary contest that you're having with uh, former President Trump should be concerned about? Well, first, with respect to Prime Minister Netanyahu, I was just out there in April, and I found him. I met with him. I found him to be very engaged on everything. Uh, really was um, uh, amazing the, the the knowledge he had about everything going on in the region, and and that's a pretty left wing paper. So I, I'm not sure that I buy that. Oh, I think that he has paper. been engaged. Look, going forward as Republicans, you know, my argument's been very simple. Uh, if the election is about Joe Biden's failures and our positive vision for the future. Look out, there's a rake up ahead, Ron. Candidate, we will win. If it's about what uh, piece of paper or document was left at the toilet at Mar-a-Lago or all these other things on January 6th, if that's what the election's about, uh, then it's going to allow Biden to be in his basement. Uh, on the and, and they are going to be able to do it well, again. Me, so just let, a question for Republicans about, about you, what do you, you want to be you, talking you, about? You, you, you talk about a toilet, uh, uh, something being that, that really brings up an issue I wasn't going to bring up. But let me ask you really quickly, because we're about to run out of time. Uh, should should Americans be concerned? Are you concerned by the fact that President Trump uh, revealed war plans to invade Iran and military attacks against Iran uh, to people that didn't have have classified uh, uh, classified ability to see those documents? Well, look, I think that's an allegation. It remains to be seen. Obviously, if it's proven, that'd be a different thing. But I would just know, and I think this is why a lot of Republicans are concerned about some of these cases, is that he was being attacked for years as being in collusion with Russia. And that was not accurate. Uh, that, was a, that was a false narrative that was created. And wow. so I'd be uh, uh, remiss if I just dove in and accepted all those things. I think he has his day in court. I think he's innocent until proven guilty. But the reality is we are dealing with this situation. And if the elections are referendum on all those other issues, if we're not talking about inflation and interest rates and the border and crime, then that gives the Democrats a huge advantage to try to retain power. You, you, you're saying if the if if the elections about Donald Trump instead of Joe Biden, then that is bad news for Republicans. I think a referendum on Joe Biden means we win if I'm the candidate. I think a referendum on Donald Trump, if that's it, then I think the Democrats would win. Joe, there are millions of voters out there who don't like what Biden's doing, think the country's in the wrong direction, uh, going in the wrong direction. They want to vote for a Republican. But once it's Donald Trump, that's just a deal breaker for them. They just won't do right. it. I saw a report, I think, on your network where someone said he was a Republican. He said it didn't matter. He, he would do Biden. That's just a reality that Republicans have to face up to if we want to win. And we saw these losses in the most recent elections, 22, 20, 2018. Uh, let's right. give them a fresh America a chance for a fresh start. And I think that the results will be very positive for us.
All right, 2024 presidential candidate and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, thanks so much. Hope you'll come back and we can talk about other all the issues. other issues we didn't talk about today. Thanks for coming on. And that does Let's it. Let's do it. We'll do us. it. Yep. All right. All we right. appreciate that. Thank you that. so much. That does it for us. Yes, we will do it. We will definitely do it. Yeah. I'm so glad you played that. I cannot believe. Oh, I, I cannot. I'm glad you are. But just he's so fucking dumb. That's what I'm. He, he, it's so many negatives. First of all, he's a whiner. What? You cannot be a leader and be a whiner. Don't do it. And nitwit, and nitwit Nero's punking him now for his platform shoes. I mean, <laughs> I, you got to give it to Julius Gazer. He 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 does he does know his uh, his little fashion cheats. The crap about oil. Yeah, he does. Uh, mis disinformation. Um, he he he's uh, you know. Well, that's why he's a backbencher. But I wish Joe, you know, I wish Joe wouldn't just give him a pass on saying the Russian stuff was a, a false narrative because it wasn't. That's not. Well, that's what I don't that, like. You know, that, that photo from 2017 is not AI. That is Donald Trump standing in the Oval Office, yucking it up with Kislyov, uh, Kislyak and Lavrov, and. The reporting out of the security meeting in Israel where, where the Israeli security folks were going, what the fuck did he give them? Right. Is very much they had real. To retroactively, they had to go back and declassify the information just to make the records look good because of what that current president did. Is that correct? Uh, and and Stephen New York just said, uh, as to monkey up, I think Joe and Mika are setting him up. I think so too. That's that's why I said you wouldn't have supported a waiver in 2018, would you? He looked like a doofus. I mean, because the like thing is, the thing is, the waivers were granted under W. Bush. The waivers were granted under Barack Obama. The waivers were granted under Nitwit Nero, and the waivers are granted right. But he doesn't know that, and I wish they wouldn't smarten up a chump. Uh, so they may be setting him up. He may come back, and it'll be not. But the and the yard will be nothing but rakes with the tines up, and it'll be whack step whack step whack. <laughs> and 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 I'm here for that. By the way, I wanted to let you know you got some fan mail. Oh, that's nice. Uh, uh, Reverbo. Uh, out in the uh, out in the high mountains of Colorado, said uh, there's a hall of fame of callers to your show. It's not easy to attain this quality. And my vote in this year of 2023, and for as long as Robin has been on the air, goes to Todd. It's high praise coming. Damn. It's high praise coming from a man who has his his horn hall of fame jacket. I know Reverbo. That's what I'm like. Wow. I, I mean, we got cow. you know. It's got the little. It's got the little patch on. It's got the little horn patch on the breast pocket, and, and yeah. And you're and you're, and you're only allowed to wear your horn Hall of Fame collar jacket when you're actually on the air. That's, Holy cow! Mm, that's thank you so much. I mean it. <laughs> 
Wow. Pretty hot. It was special, huh? By the way, no, I didn't miss it. Steve in New York said, uh, he said, uh, Monkey Up said the Iran plans were allegations. They were on fucking tape. And Jack Smith has it. it can we go back to that for one second? Because th- th- there's so many instances. Now that we look back, okay, let's start here. A Chinese national with multiple recording devices. Just swanning around the grounds of Magaloco. Yes. While the documents were out for another group that had paid to have a little private time, a little VIP strip tease with our secret. And see, this, you know, we have to, this so much. Think about it. Those top, those nuclear and Submarine stuff. This this is what we have to remember. This is submarine. Like I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to get personal again, but you know, these are our secret submarine plans. We're not going to have electric submarines anymore because they might actually electrocute all of our sailors, and then they'll get eaten by sharks. Listen, you you look at you look at some documentaries. Okay, the Nazis had submarines right off in of New Jersey, right right in the heart, right. Right there, they were looking at us. That's World War Two. Oh yeah, they, they came. Have they, came they came up close enough to New York City that they could they could look at Manhattan through their periscopes. Nazi submarines. Good, you know this. This is uh, once again, you know. I'm sorry, we have we have Russian agents who are actually well. They're either they know they are, or they don't know, but they're getting money. Somehow, they're getting some Putin checks. Tommy Tuberville. You know, we have to look at, like, Occam's Razor and benefits. Cui Bono. Who benefits? That's the first thing an investigator does. Cui Bono, you know, right. Yeah, you know, Cui Bono. To, to, to whom the good? Uh, by the way, Cowbell, says uh, Steve in New York, a strip tease with our, sig- our, our secrets? Cowbell. <laughs> Um, yes, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's like the VIP, right? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to make fun. sure that your uh, horn collar Hall of Fame jacket does go into the mail. I will need uh, I, I will need I will need your suit jacket size. Uh, uh, and I will send you post. I figure you're a tall. Uh, that you know what? Honestly, that that is I really I kind I'm not blowing that off. That's that's a big deal. I mean, Verba goes way back. No, I, well, we go way back, but yeah. Um, I just you know I know we got to go. Oh my God, it's eight o'clock. Okay. Uh, oh my God, it's eight o'clock. We're gonna have to start paying our overtime now. <laughs> it, I really, it's it just you know what you know what I uh, maybe I said it before, but I, I just I feel very fortunate uh, to be able to have a conversation with you. During what, during what is, as I take deep breaths, during what happens to be just monumental American history and world history. Yeah. Well, and now the the accolades are rolling in. Scary Jerry saying howdy. Tipping the cap. Tipping the cap to Todd. Uh, Todd and Robin are peak horn. Todd and Robin are peak horn. 
you two could go on another four hours and it'd feel like 20 minutes. It always does. It flies by. Mm. And that's the, you know, that's, 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 that's the nature of great conversation. And we, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, we do get vacuous sometimes. Sometimes we do talk about food porn. Sure. Absolutely. No doubt about it. But even that is engaging. And I'm still on a search for that, for those two fucking screws that will let me put that smoker together before the snow flies. I am. Oh, yeah. I am so frustrated. It's just. (sighs) Have you been over the river lately? Oh, yeah. I mean, I go down to the settlements for provisions fairly frequently. (laughs) I, 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 uh. Load things up and get my little sunbonnet on, hitch up old Dobbin to the shay and get up, mule, and go, right. And a note from Jude to close things up. While listening, uh, I am, we are safe in our homes, Jude says. While listening to you both engage on such a serious issue, yet feeling completely impotent, seared in the reality of this horrendous mass killing, And yes, the ongoing genocide of Palestinians, plus others who are seeking to endure on other grounds of this planet. An irritability flows through me. A sense of the impossible presents before us, if I may include the Horn family in this, and of course you may. I'm seeking a shift in this human vessel of mine to find a focus here in my surrounding world to be more compassionate and clearly understanding that I am limited. Why right? I need the voices and introspection of others, knowing how dire the bottom line for an extraordinary vast amount of others to be able to simply breathe in such profound grief and devastating loss. I love you, says Jude. All of you. And the love comes back to you, Jude, pressed down and shaken together. Everyone loves... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk oh, over that, you. No, you didn't. I just... I just wanted to say, Jude, uh, sometimes I don't speak just because I'm caught up. And I appreciate your accolades all the time, Jude. And you are a spiritual center. And, uh, and there's so much balance in this community. Uh, you know, it, we just have real conversation. It's, 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 it, you know, and we're not judging. We're not trying to judge each other. And, you know, I guess. Well, I know you have to go. Um, wow, wow, wow. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't know. This is going to be interesting. I just out. But Russia is still winning. That's all I can say. Well, I mean, they're still, they're still fighting. And, and by the way, just in case anybody's wondering, it will just, this, <laughs> this will be the little bow that we put on it all. To wrap it all up. Uh, it's been a week now that the House of Representatives has been self-neutered because oh, they I forgot about them. because they still don't have a speaker. They can't even govern. And as the Associated Press pointed out, it's been a week. There's still no speaker, and they don't appear to be anywhere near. Even choosing one, which makes it kind of obvious to me that I was right all along. 
in saying that the entire goal of this was not necessarily to get rid of Craven McCarthy. He's just a tool, like a plunger that you stick in a toilet, you know, that's full of shit. He's just, he's, he's a thing, he's a creature. Getting rid of him allowed them to grind the, the, the grind governance to a halt so that we can have a government shutdown. And there are members, you know, they call them the feedum carcass. Fuck no. It's the Caucasus carcass. Okay? It's the it's 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 the Kremlin caucus. And they're operating under orders. Yep. Oh, see? And if Wait, you see, shut the government down, if you shut one. the government down, we can't help Ukraine. And we can't who, help who benefit? And we can't help Israel either. Can't And so as of this Nothing evening, yet. the AP says Jim Jacketoff Jordan and Steve Scalise, the man too stupid to figure out that people shouldn't have weapons of war, even though a civilian with one chopped him to pieces. Um, ahead of the meeting this evening, Scalise said, we're going to get the house back to work. <laughs> and Kevers and, and, and Craven McCarthy's like, well, I mean, uh, if people want me to, I could speak her some more. And they still haven't figured out that when you have a mutiny on your hands and you don't want to have a mutiny on your hands, the best thing to do is to tie the hands of the mutineers behind their backs, put a blindfold on them, Attach and, 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 and give them a cannonball to hold that's on, that, that's attached by a chain to their ankle and make the little fuckers walk the plank. Uh, Robin, Robin. They it, will it, say, just, if they want to solve this problem, if they want, as they say they do, to, 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 to help poor Israel and maybe help poor Ukraine along the way while we're at it, really poor Ukraine, then this isn't about Steve Scalise or Jim Schwartz Jordan or even mm-hmm. Craven McCarthy. This is about dealing with the mutineers. Start with one. Make an example of Matt Gates. Get two-thirds of the members of the House of Representatives together. Explain to them that nothing is going to happen. Not a damn thing, and a lot is going to go wrong, and the Republicans may well pay with their majority in 2024 and make that fuckwit frat boy, that disgusting Viagra-snorting perv, uh, that patron of underage sex workers, walk the goddamn plank. If you get rid of one... The other mutineers might straighten up and come back and join the crew. I can't right. believe I'm sitting here. I, I can't believe I'm sitting here giving advice to goddamn Republicans. But I am a patriot. Well, I am a patriot, Todd. I care about my country, and I care about the planet I live on because I don't have another one to go to. There is no planet B, and this is mm. scary shit. Mm. I'm convinced that Hamas is what Putin decided to do instead of lobbing a tactical nuke at Kiev. Mm-hmm. Why not? 
It didn't cost him any. T- I mean, come on. This this is what we're dealing with. That is it. I love when you said the Kremlin caucus because that that's really and and it's see it's all. In other words, we're seeing all these data points. Unlike apparently, people who get paid to do this shit. We're able to connect the dots. Otherwise, how do you explain this? So they're going to have another meeting. So 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 they're going to have another meeting tomorrow. And they're going <laughs> and and, and, and you know and Matt Gates just gets to snicker up his sleeve because every day we establish this. They had 45 days last week. It was 43 43 days as of like last Tuesday. Now it is oh 36 days. But again, out of those 36 days, only three days a week are working days in the House of Representatives. Last week, they had 18 days. Tomorrow, tomorrow they will have 14 days. Nobody, nobody's that's, breaking it down and, like and that. Look, that's right. I, I hate to compare somebody like Matt, it just gates worse to a great man like Muhammad Ali. But you know what? How long could Muhammad stand in the corner with his gloves over his face and just take body blows and rope a dope? Matt Gates is trying to Matt Gates and the Kremlin caucus are trying to rope a dope us into a government shutdown. And government shutdowns are harder to end than they are to start. When you listen to Washington Journal, people don't. A lot of people. Well, I don't know where to get started with a lot. What a lot of people think, but one thing that strikes me about this, I mean, yes, you're right. And what it, you know, and you, my God, look at all the points you touched on. And and seriously, this, I mean, this is important. Why? Why is Matt Gates still around? I mean, really, why is he still around? You can look at him and tell he's not healthy. He's not living a healthy lifestyle. No, but. And a lot of people are not, but a lot of people are not uh, in Congress and making decisions for us. So that's the difference. You know, like like you look at John Kirby, you know, he needs damn run. Listen, that fucker's electable. He is sober, serious. And I don't care what party he's in. We need some stability. Because this crap, this this shit has infiltrated our country. I'm sorry, it's happened before, but the, you know, well, and people who think what we're talking about is far out there. It's really not. It's and it's happened before. It happened here. It'll be, uh, but it has also happened here. If you dig deep enough. And once again, I'm and who knows who's over here now? We don't know. You know, we, sleeper cells are all over. They understand how the, the I watched the, I watched the Americans. The Americans, you read my... Now, look, and that's, that's based... See, that is compelling. Now, you see, when you understand... That, then they understand the weaknesses of our government. Like you said, they gum up the work. And that's exactly what happened, what you said. And it's like, okay, well, 
it looked like, well, a 45 days great. Really, in the working days, is it? And we don't really have to do anything. They shoot a McCarthy like an old piece of beef jerky that has no flavor in it. You know, it's just gristle. They spit yeah, him out. Yeah, and and, and they, what yeah. a weak man. But you know, wait, what, you wait, know what? how weak is he? He's begging for his fucking job back. I mean, he don't know he's spittle. What a dumbass! Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say, you know, this is uh, this is basketball without a shot clock. Oh, you know, you can about? you can you can just get it over the timeline and stand there and dribble. Pass it around a little and bit. Nothing you can do about it. And ain't nobody, anybody. No. You can't even under these rules. You can't even go out and foul a motherfucker. You're in no hurry. There, there. You know, I, I'm reading this AP story, and story, and it's like, uh, oh well, uh, oh, where is it? Uh, uh, Representative David Valadao, Republican from. Uh, California said, personally, I'm still with McCarthy. We'll see how that plays out, but I do know a large percentage of the membership wants to be there with him as well. And uh, uh, Andy Barr, a ridiculous maggot from Kentucky, Stan said, well, I think it's a competitive race between between Scalise and Jim Jordan because we got two greats. And I just wonder if there's even one truth teller in that entire carcass who will stand up and say, listen, fuckers, whoever comes in next is going to be subject to Matt Gates's fiat because we're still operating under the same rules. So if you want to actually do anything, the best thing to do is take the little mutineer and show him a view of forever. By that, I mean kick him out of the House of Representatives. Because I guarantee you... Vote him out. I mean, oh, I won't guarantee... Wait, I'm not going to guarantee. I could be entirely wrong. But I'm pretty sure that most or all of the Democratic caucus would vote to throw him out. So that gets you to nearly half the House. And then... once you get that momentum, right, then people will pile on, right? Well, if you've got nearly half the House in Democrats... Then you've only got to come come up with uh, what is it, seventeen uh, percent of the remainder, seventeen uh, percent of the house. Then I don't know what the rules are. So if if the other half of the house is like if it's like fifty two forty eight, let's just make up a number, and you've got all forty eight percent, then of that fifty two percent, it's a it's a relatively small number to come to the two thirds necessary to say. Bye, Matt. See ya. Go to work for Steve Bannon or, you know, just fly to Russia and work for your real boss. All he is is a disruptor. Oh, he's, no, he's more yeah. than a disruptor, Todd. He's doing, he is, okay. he is pursuing, he is pursuing an actual plan. And so far, the plan is working like a well oiled machine. That's what we're concerned the about. The whole point was a shutdown. And this is a shutdown that Kevin McCarthy can't stop. And this is a no. shutdown that a number of Republicans want. And the only way to stop it is to get rid of the ringleader. 
If you want us to, okay. Hey, Steve, New York, what are you up to, dude? If you want to end Catiline's revolt, you have to get rid of Catiline. You ha- there has to be a Cicero to stand up in the house and deliver a De Catalina. How long, mm-hmm. O Catiline, must we put up with your bullshit? I kind of, I kind of, I kind of yearn, I kind of yearn for an America. I yearn for an America where, where they can, where someone of courage and 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 patriotism can stand up and call for the ejection from the entire house of someone like a Matt Gates. But then there are those who would say, well, you know, that just opens up the door to going after AOC. No, wouldn't that see that would or be good. In, or, like, or, or based a fine, on this, a fine Roman orator, right? A fine Roman orator, right? Presenting the facts. That's what you mean. I think that's that's what you're painting to me. I could be wrong. You've got to be able to put together the case chapter and verse. But you know, I'm sure they'd love to get rid of Ilhan Omar. There'd be a petition to throw her out of the house yesterday, authored by. Uh, uh, authored by uh, mm, Marge <laughs> or or uh, uh, the, oh. the corn corn shucker clanny granny. Can we go off? Let me take a real quick. That's what I was. I, I saw this or we can get right back on the on the avenue, but I got to get off on the street first. There's a news blur where uh, Marjorie Taylor Green apparently found herself so, you know, adept at geopolitical affairs that she had to, she was ready to comment. Now, she don't understand what to do with a four-way stop. Hold on. Marjorie Taylor Greene is why they they replace four-way stops with roundabouts. (laughs) Oh, that's another one. That's another one. Uh, when it, I, I was like, what? She has, I mean, she literally, this is this is a high-grade type person. You know, she, I don't even know how she got there. Uh, except for, you know, our again, educational system. But, yeah, and that, that's just what I'm saying. This is what we're dealing with. So I had to take a you know, look, right-hand turn the avenue and I'm back I'm back in, in the vehicle now and, and you're driving I suppose uh, you understand what I'm saying did you see that uh, I, yeah I know what you're talking about I mean what I'm just I'm very very I'm, I'm concerned so many people do not understand what we're dealing with right now no, you got thirty five really, million people. Talk- you got thirty five million people who are terrified of electric boats now and don't want to be eaten by sharks. You got thirty five million people who think that wind turbines chop up whales. Isn't that something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how fucked woman. up your head has to be to go. Okay, I said it. I believe it. But then again. 
I do know because I remember very well how many cars I saw growing up that had a bumper sticker. Oh, on. no, don't do it. And the bumper sticker said, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. What did God say? You know, whatever, you know, and, and generally it's whoever God says to hate. And so there's our other little bow. I started, I started out the program with a little bit of a historical deep dive into the Bible and why Christians are looking forward to the day when they get to murder Jews. And we get back here. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Well, what does that mean when your God is Donald Trump? It means you, it means that you believe wind turbines chop up whales. Facts and feelings. Why do you believe it? I mean, no, I'm, I'm going right. to say that again. When your God is Donald Trump... I know. I want to. I want to make sure. I want to. I want to. I want to countersink this one. Okay. Uh oh. Nice and flat. High grade furniture. Here we go. Yep. Put a put a little plastic wood on it. You'll never know there's a screw there. You'll never. Oh God! Stop me! You're my head. That's fucked up. When, okay. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. When your God is Donald Trump. And he says that wind turbines chew up whales. It's settled. You believe it. That, that is what passes for reality among 35 million Americans. And if that Scar Willie. If that does not give you the fan Todd's Todd Well <laughs> I know I'm gonna have to go and take some time on the fainting couch. But we did some extra radio this evening, Todd. Thanks for that. You know. Thank you for you know, the uh, education, you know, the discourse. You know, you know I just thought about the, and I, know you, I don't know, but I, it seems like you're ready to go. Uh, but, you know, old, old material that one can read, uh, people used to have, if you, let's say, you, you know, you were a doctor, you know, you had a couple of bucks, whatever, you have a house, you know. Some servants, um, you'd have a power, and if you were interested, like in a certain segment of history or the arts, you invite people over, you know, and have discourse in in your parlor. That's why it's called a parlor. You know, like a lot of brownstones in the, you know brownstones, New York or different cities. You know, they're built like that. Where you entertain people. So that, it's kind of like what this program is like, especially on a Friday. You're having a power conversation. Does that make any sense? 
Yes. Maybe maybe it should be Friday in the front parlor. No, that's no the front porch. But I'm just saying, you know, a little reason I brought it up. I don't know, it sounds maybe it's You know, this is I'm just so disappointed. This is in our you know, people uh we have to do better. We have we have to really educate our people now from a young age. We really have to take an interest in we really do because uh, there's a whole lot of people who think, you know, Judd Palmer knows best and he knows, I'm, you know, anytime we've gotten into this place. I mean, these people are okay with fascists. They're okay. We're burning books. They're banning books. I mean, if, if we're, we're up to speed with history, they would have been like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe we should, let's slow down a little bit here. Let's, let's slow down. No. Was that a debate? And he asked, would you vote for him if you were convicted? Or indicted? I don't know. What was it, convicted or indicted? Because he's already he's already guilty. He's already guilty. At, at least in the financial stuff, he's already guilty. The judge was like, "Damn, your shit is so fucked up. I don't need to see anymore. This is just you know number. I'm just working on like what your penance is going to be, how much you're going to pay, and how much time you're going to spend in jail. That's some fucked up shit. That's why I said he's not going to make. Listen, he is not. He might be on medical um, disposition. He he. And I don't know if that's the right term in New York State. However, uh, I don't. He he is not going to make it. How hard is it to have to go to court and sit there every day and go from trial to trial? And he likes to sit there and listen to people that he confided in, tell on him. He can't handle it now. The last time he left that courtroom and that courthouse in New York City. He was absolutely deranged. He was out of control. He doesn't even understand that that most people, your ass would be your ass would be in, in jail with charges. You're talking about the judge. You threatening the judge? That's white privilege, man. You threatening a motherfucking judge? Yeah. Sorry. And all of, no, and all these other me. and all these other wheels continue to turn, but we find it hard to talk about them because there's another fight in a corner of the world where fighting has been fashionable since they figured out sedentary agriculture. No. What is going to be the answer there? I mean, I really like seriously. Oh, we can't what, do that, or, I'll be, or, or, or we we really, we really will be I, on the air for another four hours, just like I, Scary I know, Jerry said. It, Maybe that's for Friday. Anybody got a solution to all of this? Because nobody's happy. I mean, for my part, I think I, I think I think step one is everybody has to agree that nobody has to die. And by that I mean, uh, by that I mean, you know, no, you don't get to say that Israel has to go away. Israel's going to be here. 
and they've got nukes. Right. Israel has a right to exist. I'm not terrible. I mean, they're, they're totally wrong. Saying and if you can get, and, and if you can get to that, then, and, and you know, the, the the 1948 borders. Of course, Israel has a right to exist. I yeah. mean, of course, they do. The, uh, and, and, and the 1948 borders. Oh, they didn't want to go, but they don't want to do that. No, because they've got some pretty prime real estate that they that they've developed now. You will. And it's not like it's not like they want somebody coming in and and after they've gone to all the trouble <laughs> to build houses and live there over a couple of generations, you don't want somebody else coming in and go, "Well, it's our house now." Cuz you know, that would be what happened to the Palestinians oh. in 1948. But but that didn't happen. That don't you understand? That never happened. So I got to get out of here, Todd. Well, when you get back, let me know. <laughs> I'll be back here at 5 <laughs> o'clock tomorrow evening. All right. You know what? Everybody loves your program. And, uh, I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care, Todd. Thanks for everything. Bye. And so that's it. Um, three and a half hours of conversation radio. Who else does this? Right. But, you know, hardest working girl in progressive talk. So there you go. That's very difficult for me to say. Because I'm not good at doing that egotistical shit. But I am. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Listen, anybody that would like to become a subscriber on the 10th, we have one. We have one regular PayPal subscriber on the 10th of the month. And depending on what time it is that you're listening, uh, you got anywhere from three and a half to uh, uh, six and a half hours to jump in and become a 10th of the month subscriber. Ten bucks subscription will set you back. Oh, boy. A whole stick of gum for every two programs. Not quite a whole stick of gum for every two programs. But thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thanks to our a la carte contributors. That means thanks this evening to Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Ralphs. Thank you. So very kindly to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger, in Oregon. I'll explain later what I said to you, messaged you about earlier. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, like and subscribe to the podcast. Mash that, mash that like button. Share your podcast on social media. It would be really helpful. There are more voices that we need to add to this conversation. And I know you and I would both welcome. Leave a comment for the algorithms. These have been some amazing programs. 
Thanks to our news ninjas. Thank you, uh, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Society.org. I'm tired. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. Wear your masks when you're around the maggots and when you're around just large, larger-ish, five or more groups of people because it's that time. Get your booster. Get your RSV vaccine. Get your flu shot. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Carry it with you. Pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance as best you can. And if uh, some dude wanders up toward you going, I'll tell you what, that's Steve Scalise and that Jim Jordan. We got a couple of greats running for speakers, what we got here. I'll avoid him like the plague because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Later.